I was always frightened of classical music, and I never wanted to listen to it because it was Beethoven and Tchaikovsky and sort of big words like that and Schoenberg. I mean, sort of like a taxi driver the other day said, had some sheet music of a Mozart thing. And I said, what's that, you know? And he said, oh, I said, oh that's the eyeglass stuff. You won't like that. He said, no, no, you won't like that. And I said, well, what is it, you know? He said, oh, no, you won't like it. You know, it's high class, that. It's very high class. Highbrow. And uh, that kind of way, I always used to think of it. I used to think, well, you know, that is, that's very clever, all that stuff. And it isn't, you know, it's just exactly what's going on in pop at the moment. Pop music is the classical music of now. I've got a feeling, a feeling deep inside, oh yeah.
let's get down to it, Bopper. Ah, buddies. Yeah, you know this song. Means the Run of Fez show is coming to you live on XM 202, Sirius 197. And we're going to be looking for those Ichibans. Just give us a call, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let us know what's going on in your town. What's the big story? What's everybody need to be talking about? And you might have lots of mimes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley, Chris Stanley, Eastside Dave. And I'm going to guess from the opening song, the fact that it's classic rock, must be a birthday today. Is that it, Chris? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I know if he plays something. If I hear him play the Stones, Beatles, Dylan, Zeppelin, that somebody has a birthday. That's his tie-in, Fez. Other than that, he hates those bands. And you have to be really getting up there, too, to get the birthday uh, greeting from Chris Stanley, I think. I don't know. I mean, what's the youngest classic rocker? And it would actually be an interesting uh, story. How young do you have to be? I mean, now you could probably say Axl Rose is classic rock. Definitely. Bono, I'd say, is moving towards classic rock. Bono is classic rock. There's no doubt about it. You too. Some would say Pearl Jam is classic rock. Pearl Jam could probably now be very well. I would imagine they're very welcome on the classic rock station, at least Deep Tracks. I think Deep Tracks would be willing to say, we accept you, Pearl Jam. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Looking for the... Ichiban. and of course, that means... Number one. Number one. Uh, and later I'll talk about this. I finally got to see last night. Uh, I survived a Japanese game show, I guess, is big on the ABC. And I kept thinking of Ichiban through the whole thing. Uh, here is Greg. Greg in South Carolina. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Ron. Got Ichiban. Ichiban. Uh, Billy Joel has separated from his third wife after five years of marriage. Billy Joel, the piano man. Uh, once again, Fezzi goes to show how important hetero marriage is. I don't know why gays want to get married, because they do not stay together. You just can't do it. They want to get married, just not to Billy Joel. Uh, if you look at it, everybody goes through the same kind of fucking problems. It's just really not as big a deal as the gays are letting on right now. It's not that fucking big a deal. I guess five years, maybe that's a long time to stick it out. How often can you listen to Piano Man? I don't think he's playing Piano Man at home every night. And Besides, once she got fired off that cooking show, what's he doing with her anyway? I agree. She's a loser. I mean, between him and Chrissy Brinkley, they got to realize that maybe it's them. That they keep going on having other bad marriages. They should just stay together and have their own bad marriage together. Uh, here is uh, Alan uh, in the Mighty Mighty Boss Tone. What's happening, buddy? Not much. Hillary Clinton broke her elbow yesterday falling on her way to the White House. She uh, uh, 
fell down, busted the elbow, Fez. And had to, and had to get surgery to fix it. Yeah, it's, well, you know what? It, the old lady fall is not a good fall. Uh, and luckily for her, it wasn't a hip, or else we might have had to put her down did she, like an old horse. Did she sprain an ankle or two? Because they look very swollen. I don't think those ankles can be broken. <laughs> if I was to be honest, I think you could probably hit her with a fucking pickaxe and really not put any damage in. There may not even uh, be any fucking bone. You're killing me. You're killing me. Nice save. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here is... Um, here. Uh, let's go over to James in uh, Denver. James in Denver, what do you got for an Boys, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, so I got an Ichi bomb for y'all today. Just uh, heard this on the radio. Got a pilot coming from Belgium going to Newark. Died. They're still in flight right now. So his corpse is up there with them. It's he's, a flying coffin. Yep. Dead man so flying. Pilot. Yeah, it's always a bad deal when someone dies on a plane because you can't you know, take them away, so everybody has to ride with the body. Yeah, they will take yep. one of those cheap airline blankets and try to cover up the corpse. You can see right through those things. They're so paper thin. Well, this uh, is fucking game is killing me. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Steven, Strong Island, the 51st state. How you doing, buddy? Hey, guys. Um... Dave on TV again. Keith Oberman last night, some redheaded freak out there. Didn't see the sign, but saw his face all over the place. Did Keith mention him? Uh, no, he just kind of just made fun of the whole protest thing about Dave and stuff like that. And yeah. That was it. Um, the beauty of this now is like, all right, the first day, it was, of course, the comedy of uh, Dave showing up and uh, being a, an idiot. And we all had a good laugh. Um, this, and then the second day we're like, hey, look at this. The newspapers have picked up on it. And that's funny. Now, uh, into the third day, the, uh, blogs are all having a field day attacking Dave. And most of them calling him a drug addict. They, they acted like he popped in from the 1960s, but then also getting very physically cruel towards Dave's red hair pasty skin, and according to them, uh, size, which I think is uh, too much. I think my next protest is against journalism. <laughs> well, I mean, the blockers <laughs> aren't real journalists. Yeah, but what the hell, man? I mean, yeah. I'm a human being. I'm out there exercising my doing. right. You're a human doing at that point. I'm trying to be an American, for Christ's sakes. And they, they, they won't get off the enormous thing. I know. And it's like, I don't hear you attacking one single other protester, <laughs> physically, I mean. You really have put on weight, though. Um, you yes, don't know Fez. that. That's two children. <laughs> two children, Fez. I don't sleep and I eat awful. No, I don't think that is the first thing people would ever... Yes, red hair. He's going to take that shot. Enormous and obese and all that. That's, fucking, that's too far gone. The other thing I thought was funny... Too fat to march. ...is that they uh, attacked uh, Debbie Wolf on there for being left wing, which is... Again, like calling Dave a black man. Just because you're on the right wing side doesn't mean everybody <laughs> against you is on the left wing. She, Her only point was let Letterman say his little fucking jokes. She doesn't really, she's not an Obama backer. Uh -huh. um, Dave, 
Did you even vote for Obama? I can't remember. You went back and forth with that McCain. I uh, I went to McCain. You were basically down to whatever Norton's last set was, <laughs> is how you were uh, voting. You were predicting a landslide for McCain. Yeah, I was off on that one. Uh, Bill in Georgia, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B. Yeah. Hey, got Ichiban. Ichiban. Uh, yeah, Shaq says he wants to step into the ring with that giant Asian that beat Ken Seiko. Um, you know, this. Uh, if you really pay attention historically, this has come up before... Uh, Will Chamberlain used to always bullshit and say that he was going to get in the ring with uh, Cassius Clay at the time. I don't think there's any way in the world that Shaq uh, does this. No, I wouldn't think so. But Shaq, being as huge as he is, yeah. loves turning himself into a little freak show about it. It's almost like, here, let me do this circus act, fight this MMA guy. You know, let me so put you think a, he will do it? Let me put. I would. I would think, yeah, that he will. I think it's just a bad mistake. But I, I see no problem with the hype that he brings to himself by uh, playing with it. But I just don't think uh, that he's up to it. That he, that he's going to be able to pull this off. Uh, and again, I go back historically. That you know, you kid about this stuff, but then you don't do it. Uh, Toby in Texas, you're on the Run of Fez show. Five eighty-two, my buddies. Hey, what's happening, pal? Cuba. Doesn't look good for you, Wester. Down two nil right now to Brazil. Uh, and it's is not this... too late to come out of Italian bandwagon, Ronnie. No, I refuse. We'll um, get you... some of that magic spray. You know, the the water that you spray on it, it heals everything. That'd be great. But you're from Texas, my friend. What do you got to do with Italy? I was born in Italy, Ronnie. You weren't born in Italy. Maybe I... if anything, on some fucking army base. <laughs> but I, I just hate seriously. And I, I don't really get into the fandom thing all that much. And I don't mind somebody uh, if they want to say, uh, I was born in Maine, but I'm a Cowboys fan. I think it's stupid, but whatever. I don't like you rooting against your country. This is the one thing that we should be saying. How does our system work against the rest of the world? And let's face it, soccer, we're babies. It's going to take a few decades before we catch up. But uh, this is uh, a rough one today to see the Brazilians doing this to us. With Italy, at least we got up. It was one zip. And I think this knocks us out of the cup. I can't believe the fucking division we were in, that we got to go uh, Italy, then into Brazil. It's fucking painful. Maybe we should just start using our hands. I don't know. Maybe the only thing to do is use our hands. Um, here is uh, Steve in Virginia Beach. Yeah, I got an Ichiban for you. Ichiban. Rod and Fez live on your iPhone today. Sirius XM got an app. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Is that Was that today? Yeah, that started today. I heard. Uh, does we, it work? Um, a friend of mine at work's got it. I've actually got an actual unit, but he said it works fine. He just had to uh, sign up for the uh, Internet subscription. My only problem is this is how long does is the juice on one of these iPhones? Good question. I don't know. I don't have one. I'm sure as it gets, you know, as time goes on, it'll get stronger, better. Everything does, but... I think it's like an iPod, basically. As much as you have an iPod, you have an okay. iPhone. I heard Sirius was getting apps today, and I was really hoping it was cheese sticks. I like the fact you're going for a joke, big girl. I love it. <laughs> I love you came in here thinking, I'm going to start uh, thinking jokes. Uh, Smith in Minnesota. 
What's up, Ronnie? We said uh, we have uh, Olympic presentations uh, yesterday and today. The four final cities, Chicago, Madrid, Rio, and Tokyo, presented their cases. And the BBC reports Chicago's in the lead for 2016. Uh, it would be good to bring the Olympics back uh, to the USA, but you got to admit this: a Rio Olympics sounds kind of exciting. I don't even know where they would have it in Chicago. I mean, it would just be, the traffic's already a nightmare. I drive through at 3 in the morning, and it's already a mess. Well, what they, and also, yeah, what they do is cut out every, all the locals and get fucked. Well, yeah, and there's, there's two spots they can bring back sports, and baseball and softball are trying to come back as sports. Yeah, they need to. Well, I don't care so much about baseball, but I think softball is good because they don't really have the showcase for once you get out of college. But... Um, Dave, come over here and work on a lap before me, would you please? Thank you. Don't drive me crazy. Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy in Jersey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but uh, Six Flags, the parent company of all those uh, theme parks, they went to bankruptcy. They owe about, about 10 or 15 million, or I mean billion. All right. You know what? I mean, we expect, we know that um, these are rough times. But when Six Fags goes bankrupt, flags, flags, flags with an L. Oh, then I don't even know what I'm talking about. How do come Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. That was one of the rides. Here is uh, well, way to light that back up again. Now we'll get those calls going again. Here's Mike in Toronto. How's it going, guys? What do you say? We have a special invitation for Fez Wally from the city of Toronto to come and join us in the festivities of the Gay Pride Weekend. Well, first of all, let me just say this about Toronto. Every parade is a gay parade there. There's nothing you can do about it. It's Toronto. It is true. We, we like to have fun. They had the kids in many in the ways hall. in one. Oh, Jesus Christ. Brazil just scored again. It's like we're in a fucking pinball machine. Oh, this is disastrous. Punch it. I just want to go back and play those little islands that we do so well about. Give us another game against Trinidad-Tobago. We lose to Italy. We use, we lose to uh, Brazil. Can we just play some white people? Maybe that's what we need to do. Can there be a white, a white league that we can get in and maybe win a little bit? Three-zip. This is like 42 to nothing in fucking football. I'll just try to bring everybody in. This is like getting lapped in NASCAR. Oh, it's a fucking disaster out there this morning. But what do you expect? It's Brazil. What are you going to do? Beat them? Look at these fucking guys. They look amazing. Just the way they handle the ball, it's ridiculous. It looks kind of like the Globetrotters. Well, yeah, but then they're all... Oh, I thought you were going back to the white joke. Uh, here is uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B. Yeah. Hey, listen, just saw this on Yahoo and your favorite Fox this morning. North Korea about to throw one of their big, uh, big dong rockets at uh, Hawaii. What? Yeah. They're pointing at Hawaii. That's what I heard this morning on Yahoo. Hawaii? That's one of the territories of the United States of America. It's actually a state now. Not to me, Fuzzy. So, want to be a state? you got to touch a state. From what I heard... We have 48 states, period. 
From what I heard, North Korea aiming a missile you, towards Hawaii. Where are you hearing all these things? I was just reading it online. Well, that's not hearing. And uh, the missile has no chance. It can't get far enough to go to Hawaii, but it's aimed at Hawaii's direction. That's enough for me right there. That's enough to fucking throw down. Can't stand all these other countries and their fucking nuttiness. And you want to fucking you want everybody to have nukes, Fez. We'll never sleep at night. Uh, Oscar, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ryan, I just want to tell you about my recent visit up to Molly's uh, this past Saturday. The uh, place was packed from the time I got there until I left. They couldn't keep the Ron Bennington's inside uh. the case. Mike Cocker took enough time to sit down and talk to me and my wife. Um, he even brought some of his girls over that he. I guess living in a flat up there somewhere. They're from Ireland. Yeah, he's he's, he's working these little Irish girls. And when I say girls, I mean it, Fezzi. Mm -hmm. This uh, caca, I'm so worried that Molly's Cupcakes is going to be involved in something I don't even want to hear about. Because he likes them young. He likes them young. Uh, but he's got these Irish girls that he's hanging out with all summer. Um, there's just no use for it. We had our fourth biggest day the other day, and now what are we going to do? What are we going to be known for? Some kind of Irish white slavery ring that he's running out of there. I'm telling hey, you, Ronnie, in Cyprus, uh, they get away with it. You're not in Cyprus, my friend. You're in Chicago. I got to try those glasses on, too, the sunglasses. It's really great. <laughs> One, part of the fun now, when you go to Molly's and have the Ron Bennington, you get to wear a $3,000 pair of sunglasses. I had no idea he was letting people try them on. Yeah, everybody wants to get their picture taken. I got a, I got an email from a guy the other day who uh, uh, got the sunglasses on. He said, Mike Cock also... Shook my hand like a man. None of this fist-pound bullshit. That was my email, Ronnie. Was that you? That was a fucking yeah, was, classic. Because uh, you're right about that. He goes old school. He's a gentleman. He likes to dine at Cipriani's. And then he shakes hands like a gentleman. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. So I'll go uh, eat the Ron Bennington's. Got his own cupcake. And try on some $3,000 sunglasses and see that they, they look exactly from the inside like your $10 sunglasses. Uh, here is um, Jeeves. I'm going to ask Jeeves in New York. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, Ron? Yeah. Hey, Fez. Hey, Dave. Hey, Chris. Uh, you know, I'm just kind of thinking that, you know, maybe uh, we kind of got set up by uh, UEFA and the, uh, and the World Cup by being put into a bracket of, you know, the Tier 1 teams throughout the world, and, you know, maybe this is a little bit of backlash, considering, you know, the United States always comes in and kicks ass in the, uh, the Summer Olympics, kicks ass yeah. in the Winter Olympics, and, you know, this might be a way to push us uh, out of the World Cup. Well, look at that fucking thing that uh, that division that South Africa put themselves in. Yeah, I mean, they put them in the cheesiest division ever, you know, they're playing against countries I've never even heard of, that, I, know. So I can't even find on the map. One of the countries that South Africa is playing the next game is Boothwin, Pennsylvania. Come on. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I know we could beat them. I know we could beat Boothwin. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Craig in Cleveland. How you doing, buddy? Hey, boys. How you doing? Yeah. What are you I'll saying? I'm heading to the Duct Tape Festival this weekend. The Duct Tape Festival. Perhaps oh, you've yeah. heard uh, a little bit about Ron and Fez there. Uh, Ron and <laughs> It's Ron and Fez, the official satellite radio show of... The 6th Annual Avon, Ohio Duct Tape Festival. That's right. It's all happening. 
Uh, Craig, it's going to be big fun out there, too, huh? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would like to say this, too. Ron and Fez is the satellite radio show for Americana. If you've got a big festival and you like us to be the official satellite radio show uh, of that festival, we'd love to do it. Right now, I've got Chris Stanley working on a duct tape float, which all he has done is taken his uncle's truck and thrown some duct tape in the back, which I'm not going to tell him it's bad. It's his first time out, but it's not really good. That's it for, works. That's for the big parade this Saturday, leaving from the high school, heading to Veterans Memorial Park. I didn't know it was going that far, from the high school to the park? Yeah. All right, it's a big day. Uh, Dan in Toronto, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, Ronnie B., you mentioned all the, the parades in Toronto are kind of faggy. Let's not forget about the 93 World Series parade. It was pretty sweet. Why bring that up, Dan? Oh, you know, a little fun, throw no. a little edge at you. First of all, there's no such thing as 1993. We went from 92 to 94. 1993 never happened. That's why the Clinton administration seemed to go by so fast. That fucking series uh, hurt so bad that I was crying blood. I had to be put into the hospital. My tear ducts had fill, filled up with blood. Yeah. Uh, here is... Um, Xavier in Mexico. Xavier, how are you, my friend? Rocking balls, Ronnie. Okay. Listen, this, uh, this, uh, this thing going on in uh, South Africa, soccer, it doesn't mean a thing. It's uh, all fun games. Uh, from, uh, the United States is actually in the uh, same division as Mexico and El Salvador and Honduras and all that, where three out of the six teams are going to go. Yeah, we're going to go in, but uh, th it's kind of like, what, just a warm-up for the World Cup to let the, the host yeah. uh, place see how everything's working? Yeah, and as for South Africa, they're in like slim. You know, you know they're, they're, uh, the host team gets in automatically, so right. they're just having a good time uh, getting a tan. You know, well, oh, sorry, sorry. Well, some of the South Africans can get a tan. But, uh, Xavier, good luck down there to Mexico. It's been very, very bad for Mexican soccer on this run. Very, very bad. Uh, USA definitely uh, finding themselves above Mexico. And that's uh, you know there there was a time no one thought that could happen, so we'll see what we'll see what goes on. Eight six six Ron zero Fez, eight six six Ron zero Fez. Uh, let's go over to Josh in North Carolina as we continue looking for Ichiban, Ichiban of course, uh, meaning number, number one. one. Uh, what do you got there, Joshy? What's up, buddy? Hey. I just heard, uh, apparently Lindsay Lohan going off the deep end again, uh, twittered a photo of herself, very skinny and topless, uh, saying that she posted it because she was just that bored. Yeah, um, the Lindsay Lohan has zero interest for me, Fuzzy. I never really caught on to why she was the darling of the, uh, rags. It just, there's no interest. She does shitty movies. Um, I, I don't understand the draw. Well, now I think the draw is the countdown to the time bomb of when she finally goes off, gets committed, does real jail time, offs herself something. I remember when you told me the same thing about Britney, and then she had the comeback album. It's all bullshit. It's not fucking real. They're not nuts. They're just young girls partying. They don't belong in jail or in a mental institution. They're just young girls trying to get your attention. Like sometimes your niece will do at Thanksgiving, 
Well, she's act like after one drink, she's drunk and or her skirt's too short. And normally everyone in the family just goes, shut the fuck up. Here's some money. Go to the movies with your friends. That's what the country should be saying to Lindsay Lohan. Here's $25. Why don't you and your friends go out and see Up? And uh, sneak back in here at 1 o'clock in the morning with beer on your breath. Because we really don't fucking care. Uh, Steve in New York, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, boys, how are you? What, what can we do for you, Steve? Hey, what I wanted to say was about the soccer. The United States is never going to go that far until they get a European coach. They need somebody who's played the world game already, not somebody who's just trying to figure it out, you know? Uh, there's probably a lot to be said for that. You know, most of the teams don't even use a coach from their home country. Really? Yeah, they just go for the best coach they can possibly find. We seem like uh, our coaching is behind. Of course, our players are behind. But baby steps. We're new at this. What I really like about um, the World Cup stuff is that all the countries in the world come together and it's some it's like a it's a world game. And since it is a world game, whether we like it or not, we should compete. Just in the same way as if a new sport is added to the Olympics, it might not be a sport that plays big in here in the United States. I mean, let's face it, bicycling isn't big here, but we're able to put together some stuff to be proud of there. And we like a winner. We don't care about bi- bicycling. But that fucking uh, Armstrong can't walk down the street without people wanting a picture taken. Everybody's going to be grabbing their fucking phone and going, can I just get a quick fucking picture of you? And what happened with Cheryl Crow? Um, what is his name? I never can remember. Lance Armstrong. I thought it was Billy Joe. Anyway, the point is this. Uh, today is Paul McCartney's birthday, Fez. He's, how old is Paul McCartney now? 67. He's 67 years young. He's... Uh, America's, uh, you know, cute beetle. Everybody, uh, wait. This is surprising. This hasn't happened in a long time. It's Bearded Paul McCartney. Hey! Hello, Ronin Fez. Good yeah. to be here. It's good to see you, Bearded oh, Paul McCartney. It's a lovely day, Ronin Fez. On me birthday of all days. Happy yeah. birthday to you, Thank sir. Thank you Park. very much. 67 jiggle wiggle years, Ronin yeah. Fez. 67 jiggle wiggle oh, years. Oh, Ronin Fez. It yeah. all started in the dinka dank year of 1942, skittle wiggle. You're not even a, a, a baby boomer, are you? I'm not a baby boomer, Ron. I missed that. The band of the baby boomers is not a baby boomer. That's a bit before, after me time, run. Well, that would be... Uh, Ron! Yeah. yeah. It was 1942. Yeah. June 18th, 1942, Flapple. Why the uh, beard, bearded Paul McCartney? Well, because I'm bearded Paul McCartney. Yeah. So I came out of me mum's uterus in the big, bright, blue Chigamazoo called Earth. I thought we'd start right from the beginning, Ron. You know what, Paul? We really do got to move on, but it was mm-hmm. great. Quippy soon. Soon I picked up a bass guitar and was playing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Here Paul McCartney. Happy birthday. You're the best. You're the best. Love you, Paul. Enjoy your day. Let's go over to Hard Rock Johnny. Johnny. Hello, boys. Yeah. Ronnie, I want to get your opinion. Now, the, the kid who killed the United States from Italy, he was born in Clifton, New Jersey. That was Two bad. goals. 
That, that how do you feel? I mean, that that's just kind of ridiculous that a kid who was born in Clifton, New Jersey, can decide to go play for Italy. You know, I understand the whole heritage thing, but if maybe they had the United States had a better coach, they can kind of talk them into maybe coming to play for the United States. There's a lot to be said for that, Johnny. At the same time, it's not like we never adopt players from other countries. We've done that. But does this kid still want to be a fucking citizen? If not, yeah. I get rid of him, his family. <laughs> I burn that fucking house down and piss on it. And it's like the shittiest little town in New Jersey, too. It's just like Crapville. Well, what are the people in Jersey doing? Why don't they fucking toilet paper in this kid's house? <laughs> I'm not saying to really <laughs> destroy anything, but it should be known. I mean, the people of the United States should say, look, this really disappoints us, dude. We'd like to have you playing on our team. I think I, that's going to be my goal. I'm going to go toilet paper his house and put American flags all over the lawn. Thank you very much, Johnny. I do appreciate that. You're the best. Yeah. All right, boys. Real rock. American. And best of luck with Rock and Joe. It's uh, coffee <laughs> and rock and roll. It's Rock and Joe. It's my next job. It real. You really should be uh, there at all times. You think we can do like some wrestling matches there? A couple of boxing events in this place. I'm all for it. I'm all, all right. for it. I'm gonna make some calls. All right, make some calls. Johnny's making some calls. <laughs> Hi, Paul. I'm back, Ron. Uh, happy birthday to you. It's me birthday, and it's great to be here. What a surprise to have you come back in. I certainly oh. didn't expect it. I thought I was going to hear the Rock and Joe song. Mm, yes. Well, I decided to pop in. Yeah. Well, it's your birthday. Yes, I just thought I'd get here and talk a little bit about the flopple stand that I'm investing in, Ron. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of 1964, when me and George Martin were on a German ferry run, and we heard the captain say, Ich bin Van Buten. You know what that mean, Ron? No. You need a haircut, Paul? Mm. Well, I couldn't believe he would say such a thing. I mean, didn't he know I was in the Beatles? A quibble, a quackle. And so then we had sour grapes, and I decided to go back to the cavern, you know. Uh, I, 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 I love to hear these stories, Bearded Paul McCartney. But it's me birthday. happy birthday to you. Take care now. It's me birthday. There he goes. Bearded Paul McCartney. He's the best. Bearded Paul Sure love him. Sure love the guy. Steve in Strong Island, the 51st state. You're on Ronnie Fez. What's up, Ronnie? Um, I, had a, I had a comment to make on this Giuseppe Rossi debate. Um, the kid fucking dropped out of fucking school before he even started high school because there's no place to play professional soccer in the United States. That's why he left. So he took a fucking risk to go out to Italy while he was on vacation, he heard about this this possible uh, youth team he can join in Italy. So he took a major risk to go to Italy. Hey, man. guess what? If it's better in Italy, stay there. I got no problem with anybody who wants to leave the United States for opportunities. But don't yeah. act like you were a citizen of the United States. You're dirt to us. You're the Rosenbergs. Get out. Stay out. Don't make me bring up 93 again. The worst fucking year in the history of this country. Uh, Matt in Queensbury. Yeah, hey guys, I, I got like your rules for you. What do you got? Uh, former Yankee Mel Hall was sentenced to 45 years in prison for raping a 12-year-old. Here's the thing: 
every Yankee could go to prison for the same thing. <laughs> A-Rod raped Palin's daughter with uh, David Letterman holding her ankles. It's awful what the Yankees do. And the only thing that I will like about them, their condoms, mm -hmm. stripes. They wear the stripes across their condoms. What's the story on this Mel Hall? Mel Hall. Pride what? of the Yankees. What's the story on the Pride of the Yankees, Mel Hall? Mel Hall, Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he. Uh, What's with Mr. Yankee, Mel, Mel it, Hall? <laughs> I don't think that was ever his nickname. Mel uh, Hall. I mean, this is statutory. What's rape. up with the Yankee Clipper? What did he do this time? <laughs> yeah, that was Joe DiMaggio. Um, Mel Hall, however, what, this is statutory rape. It's not rape, rape. You know, I mean, I know it's, it's 12 It's a fucking 12-year-old. Yes, we have a law. All right, all right. I'm just saying, I don't think it's fair to just say rape. You know, statutory rape is the important No, it aspect. isn't. First of all, any fucking man could talk a 12-year-old girl into fucking blowing him okay. by giving her gum. Right. So it's nothing. It's fucking wrong. No, I know. I, I, I listen. I know. I know. I know. It's just that that's the what happened, and I think forty-five years you know for statutory is a little bit high. I don't think it is. Not when she's twelve. No, if she was seventeen and a half, and Mel Hall, you know, start going, come on, guys, you know, maybe he'd have some sympathy. Twelve? That's fucking ridiculous. Even for the Yankee Clipper, Mel Hall. Right, not the Yankee Clipper. Um, Even for the prior to the Yankees, Mel no, Hall. That was Garrick. That's too fucking far. Right. Um, that was Garrick. Mel Hall, though, um, yeah, I mean, that's what happened. I Every Yankee could be fucking guilty of this. Mel Hall is also known for one of the longest home run trots in the history of baseball. It used to take him about, it felt like seven minutes. Just Yeah, because he was running out. through a playground with his dick out. <laughs> Sick fuck. He's, he was very thuggish and back in the late 80s when you he played. You know what I said to Mel Hall? See you in 45, motherfucker. See you in 45. Yeah, he was, uh, you could tell even in, the, in like 1988, you're like, oh shit, Mel Hall is, he's, he's bad news. He's going to end up touching a kid. He just had a bad vibe around him. Of course he, of course he does. Um, here is uh, Ford. Ford in Wyoming, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, I got a little moral conundrum here. Right, hold on, let me play uh, this then. Here. Hold on. Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. Well, uh, my wife is first-time listener here. She says uh, I may be gay because I'm listening to the Ron and Fest show. Okay. And I, I've listened to you guys for three years now. I love the show, and she uh, thinks I'm gay because she thinks Fez is gay. Uh, you know what you should do? What should I do? Suck a dick. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Um, Rob, Rob, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie, you said that anybody could kind of do that to a 12-year-old girl by offering them gum. I just want to, what, what kind of gum? Double mint. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Derek, in Miami, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Good morning. Today, the Honorable Rhode Island State Legislature overturned Governor's veto and marijuana is able for sale to medical patients second state in the union. I, I'm leaving. I'm on my way to Rhode Island. The pot will be there when the show is over. You don't have to leave now. Here's the problem. You know that Rhode Island is so fucking small that the other states are going to get contact highs because you can't sit there and smoke a joint in Rhode Island without being... Uh, balls the asshole against another state. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's a little 
The Nine Inch Nails frontman Trent Reznor said their performance at Sunday night at Bonnaroo is their last in the United States. He is uh, breaking up Nine Inch Nails, which is really just him anyway. Um, it always makes me laugh when a band announces any kind of retirement breakup. Not even a band, just any performer. Because, you know, I know that you're tired of it. You won't be in three, four, five years. So I no longer, it's no longer a big deal when a band says they're not going to be together anymore. I mean, it makes no sense. Is he going to pull an about Schmidt? And Trent Reznor is going to be, you know, in a whirlpool with Kathy Bates? He, give him three years, he's going to want millions of people screaming at him, playing his music. He's an icon. And if he tries to go out on the road as the Trent uh, Reznor experience or whatever he wants to call his next thing, he's going to go back to playing theaters. And uh, he'll probably maybe even enjoy that for a while. But then he's going to say to himself, a fucking stadium rocker. Because let's face it, one of the last bands that could still fill a fucking stadium. Why turn your back on it? Why not just put it on the shelf for a couple years? Again, nobody believes them. Well, there should be some sort of memoriam against them where it's like, all right, if you go ahead and announce you retire, then you can't sing in public for the next three years. And who's <laughs> going to uh, say this? Well, I don't know who would have the authority, but and, it would just... Three years is about right. Three, five, even ten years. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. And if, if John Lennon uh, would have stayed alive, the Beatles would have got back together again. Because everybody gets back together again. Why? Because as you get older, you're like, wasn't so bad. All this shit that I was mad about wasn't so bad. We talked to those two old guys... Um, yesterday little anthony and his imperial they're in fucking 70s and they're like uh oh, we're putting together another tour we want to put together an album bossa nova music what else are you going to fucking do you don't want to sit around and read the paper as the years go by when you know this summer we could tour it's a fucking fun thing i think i keep thinking that you're trying to talk to me i don't know what's going on with you today chris no, I'm not. Sorry. But when I see you lean into the microphone and put your eyes up, what is it that you want to say? Nothing. I'm just fucking weird body language. I apologize. Is it about the beard of Paul McCartney? No. What is it? Nothing. I'm just weird body language. I'm fucking maybe. Yeah. Uh, here is Al. Al, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how you doing today? Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm just wondering about uh, how many farewell tours the Eagles will have. Uh, hasn't that been their joke for like the past fucking 15 years? It's been the farewell <laughs> tour. Yeah. And there were times when the Eagles hated each other. Uh, and I never want to see those guys. But a couple years and the, some agents saying, guess what? You're going to take separate fucking buses. You can stay in separate hotels. It's not that big a deal. And then everybody says, yeah. I think on this last who thing, uh, the deal was uh, Daltrey and Townsend didn't even want to see each other. They had to have dressing rooms on different sides of the fucking arena. They would come in from separate places. They would play their music and go back. I got no problem with that. These guys don't have to be best friends, but they also have a business. They do better together than they do apart. Well, 
I mean, listen, it's it's no different than any other sports team that uh, guys hate each other. Jeter and A-Rod don't get along. But here's the deal. Jeter and A-Rod, no one's going to be asking for them when they're 70. Right. People still ask for Steely Dan. There is always a certain audience who wants to hear the music that was big when they were in high school or in college. Very few people get a fucking gift handed to them in the way bands do. Well, these performers, they also act like when they announce their retirement that they're retiring from a construction job or they're retiring from working on the assembly line. They're singing their songs. It's not like they're not going to do that again or, or are physically incapable of doing it again. Well, uh, I think what this normally comes down to is we hate the situation that we're in. And that's very easily to be understood. When you're with, you know, five guys or something and you're traveling around, there is a certain point where you're like, I've had enough fucking beets. Uh, I thought beets were delicious. I can't eat them every day, 24 hours a day. Good. Take a fucking break. Take some time off. But um, you are not going to be able to uh, get a, uh, to, to to fucking do it yourself. You're going to want to go back and get bags of money for singing. Um, Dominic in Philly, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Ronnie, how are you? I'm uh, curious why the U.S. keeps getting red carded in these games. Uh, apparently they got another red card today. Yeah, it's just, you know, we're in over our fucking heads. That's all. A hell of a save there. Do they ever? But we're in the fucking middle of a goddamn pinball machine today. I'll be glad when this fucking whistle blows. And Brazil's not letting up. I mean, they're up three nothing, and they're trying to fucking score again. They look like one of those sons of bitches. You know, killer whales playing with a seal. It is. They're just fucking around with us now. Yeah, they are. They're just fucking with us. Uh, Sean of Vegas. Sean of Vegas. You're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Brett Favre is uh, considering maybe playing for the Vikings. Yes, uh, I know this because it's on fucking ESPN every four minutes, just like it was before he went to play with the fucking um, uh, Jets. Brett Favre, we get it. When you play, I'll watch the game. Uh, until then, I don't give a shit. I don't fucking care, Brett. Anthony in the Bronx, you're on running Fez. Hey, what's up? I was just uh, going to say something about Blink-182. They broke up a while back, and... Now they're getting back together. They're going on tour this summer, and they went to two different bands, and that was always my band in high school, listening to them. Right, and they're always going to be making more money as Blink-182 than anything else. They will yeah. never have another project when they make more money uh, with it. Fish broke up like five years ago, and they were back at Bonnaroo. They started touring again this year. And again, remember the fish heads did all their crying, I and all it fucking meant is the guys needed to get away and try a couple other things. Yeah, I was there at the last show. Trey was high off his ass, and then like two months later, he's in rehab. Right. It's a fucking whole thing. Speaking of rehab, uh, Sean Penn has canceled uh, a couple of movies, and that's his rumor now, right, rehab? Yeah, rehab. He, I think the official word was, I want to work on my marriage. The rumor mm. is rehab. Right. Well, either way, anything that gets you out of doing the Three Stooges movie is okay with me. Because I'd rather see you shooting her in your eye eyelids than playing Mo Howard, Sean. I respect you too much. God damn it, I respect you. Stop acting like you want to play Mo Howard in a movie. It's silly. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. I saw this coming in today. Uh, Barack Obama 
Finally, the sheen is coming off him. His approval ratings have dropped in one month from 61% to 56%. Yeah, because um, I think people really wanted this economy to turn around instantly, and it hasn't happened. He actually got more of a honeymoon before this slide started than I thought he would. Well, you know, he's in a tough position because he didn't run as I'm going to be the economic president at all. Mm-hmm. He ran as the, you know, on social issues, on foreign policy issues. But you get handed the presidency that you're fucking handed. So we will have to see um, if America didn't fuck up by wanting something when they needed something else. And again, both parties weren't really running an economic guy. Nobody really saw this coming. So he may be judged by something that he had no way of knowing. But that's what's happening when you want to become president of the United States of America. You might think, I want to do something, and then somebody shoots off a nuke, and suddenly you're a wartime president. You have no idea what's going to go down. But is this guy the right guy at the right time? So far, there's no indication that he is. He may be uh, the wrong guy at the right time, the right guy at the wrong time, whatever it happens to be, whether it's his fault or whether it's um, uh, the circumstances. Uh, Here's Mike in Philly. Mike, what can we do for you, buddy? Hey, I think Sean Penn was going to play Larry Fine. But uh, I think. Who's going to play Mo Howard? Oh, really? No, I mean, I just said, who could play? Who's going to slap Sean Penn in the face and be believable? Uh, but he was the one from Philly, though, Larry Fine. He had, the, he had that nasally Philadelphia accent. Yeah, he's the best. He is the best. And uh, that guy that uh, Howard Stern had on, the um, that voice, he did a really good Larry Fine. Yeah, that guy went on to be in, like, Futurama, right? Yeah, what's his name? Billy West? Billy West, Billy yeah. West yeah. Billy West does, uh, well, he did the best Larry Fine of all time. And now you just hear him... Using sometimes that voice on just different cartoon characters, it'll just. And if, I think if you you're like in Larry Fine's uh, family, you're like, shouldn't we get a fucking paycheck for that giraffe? Sounded just like our grandfather. Now, two of the people that I saw up for the Larry Fine role are Larry David and Jason Alexander. Larry uh, David looks like him, but again, do we need a fucking Three Stooges? I don't see it. It just seemed like it was something in that. For me, that's almost like. Who wants to be in Beatlemania? I just don't get the... Uh, I don't know why serious actors would want to do it. It's Jim nice to be, cons- to be... Jim Carrey is supposed to be Curly. Well, whatever it's going to be, I just don't have a real lot of interest in this one. Uh, here is going... Here's uh, Darren in Colorado. Hey, Ron. What's up, buddies? Yeah. Hey, uh, quick heads up for you on the Obama thing. I don't think he's going to get judged unfairly by any stretch as far as the economy, he knew what he was getting into, and he's made the bet he's going to lie in now. Well, uh, I, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm not saying judged unfairly, but I'm saying he did not run as I'm going to be an economic president. And at the time, neither was John McCain. For whatever reason, neither one of these fucking knuckleheads <laughs> saw the fucking ditch that uh, we were driving into. Neither one of them did. They only started to run on economic things in the last two, three months. And at that point, even the Republicans were going, well, the economy has nothing to do with the president anyway. You know, it doesn't mean 
that you're going to be judged as a president. And it doesn't matter whether it's fair or unfair. It's just simple facts. You're going to be judged by everything that happens when you're the president. You're going to be judged on the music, on the fucking hula hoops. You see a picture of fucking Eisenhower, then you also see Little Richard and a fucking hula hoop. If you see a picture of... Uh, of Johnson, President Johnson, then you'll see hippies and the mamas and papas. You get judged on everything that fucking uh, goes down. The problem, and, the, the problem is, is that with Obama, there's not one thing going right where it's like, well, at least he took care of this on his watch. Everything is broken. Uh, Eric, you're on the Run of Fez show, and he still has a 56 percent approval rating. Now, let me hey, tell you something. If he was going into election today. 56% uh, approval rating would be gigantic. So it's it's falling because those were ridiculous numbers. But the country, there's a majority of the country that has yet to lose their optimism. Uh, Eric in Colorado. Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, first off, your uh, care package will ship out on Monday, uh, your uh, elk and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is one of the reasons Obama's getting judged now is you know, last year the Democrats were blaming Bush and the Republicans for the high gas prices, and now... Uh, we lost you, brother, but I, I agree with you 100%. But here's my problems with the whole fucking system. Last year the Republicans were saying the president has nothing to do with high gas prices. This year, and the Democrats said they do. This year the Democrats are saying the president has nothing to do with... Uh, Oh, Jesus Christ, just watching the fucking best of this game. It kills me. If anything, Obama, fix our fucking national soccer team. Um, but they flip-flop, and they just hate the other guy. And we saw this the other day with the uh, the thing about uh, Letterman. Really turned into a bunch of Sarah Palin talk, and not about Letterman's joke at all. That Letterman just had his big toe stuck in the regular bullshit politics that takes place in this country where you will never hear uh, Fox News, Hannity, let's say, say anything good about uh, the Democrats, and you won't hear Keith Overman ever say anything good about the Republicans. And that's it. It seems like we have two stupid choices, and that's the end of it. Now, they're mad at uh, Obama about something else. PETA is mad at the President of the United States. And we'll come back and talk about what the hell's got you angry today, Peter. It's the Ron Fez Show. This is a lot easier if you just lay down. He's resisting me. Bills are good. Yeah, buddies. Pills are good. Did you do that for me, Chris Stanley? Yes. Thank you. Gave me a little present because I said I used to like that line. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Our buddy Jesse uh, stopped by. And you brought a Crave case, Jesse? What exactly is in a uh, Crave case? Well, it's pretty much a briefcase of 30. I got the smaller one. Uh-huh. I apologize. I've never seen a, uh, a case of uh, this before. Uh, they're cheeseburgers. Mm -hmm. Our sliders. This could answer the age-old question, who could eat more sliders, Dave or Fez? 
Um, I'll answer the age-old question now. Fez Marie Watley. Uh, Dave, what's the answer? Uh, Dave. Really? He had to think about it. Yeah. Even though you were called the enormous man on all these blogs? <laughs> <laughs> was, and by the way, was your family pissed about that? Um, yeah, well, no, my mom thought it was funny, but yeah. then my dad took offense, because obviously he's similar physically to me. Sure. So I, since I got all his genes, any shots that come at me is like makes him uh, angry and guilty. Now, how come your family <laughs> is not uh, sending out your accolades the way they do your brother's? <laughs> when he gets his political stuff They out? are, they're embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. The term black sheep has come out. I thought that they would be really happy because they're lefties, right? Yes, they are. But, I mean, my mom is... I think she's embarrassed sometimes. Not my mom. My dad's embarrassed at how I act with the yelling and the screaming and the yeah, falling on the ground. I am. I'm embarrassed about that, too. <laughs> he was a man who was in the Peace Corps. Yeah. So he doesn't understand how I came out of his dick. Like, he's like, right, what the fuck? Let's do this. Each of you take five cheeseburgers. And these are sliders. Uh, and these are White Castle sliders. And I don't know about Watley. Um, he was definitely the man the other day. 60 uh, Oreos in 60 minutes, Ronnie. Yeah, is that what you're known for? You're the 60-minute <laughs> man. That's a, it's a quick drop-off. So you start off, you're starting off with five there. Yeah. So around four, you're going to feel like a million bucks, and you can think you can go to 20. Then around eight or nine, it's like a quick... Yeah. That's punch. how they get you to buy the case. Well, every uh, one of these burgers is made with a half a cup of sugar, so it's not. Uh, really? Yeah, it's not always the best thing for you. Well, I just saw this the other day. Uh, they, there's a new uh, grilled chicken at KFC, and uh, they say it's delicious. They figured out the secret ingredient in the chicken. What is it? Beef. Uh, they're adding beef powder. <laughs> Remember when they, strange. they found that in their French fries, I think, at McDonald's? Yeah. They were using some kind of animal fat. Yeah. That's why it was so damn delicious. And McDonald's fries have never been the same since. I went to McDonald's last night and was like, what the hell, man? Why don't they uh, have who gives a fuck fries for people who aren't really all caught up hey, on it? They, yeah. they would be the best sellers. Yeah, I think I mean, if you go to a fast food restaurant and you expect to eat for a buck, you really don't care exactly what you're getting. Yeah. All right, why don't you give me the PETA story, Fez? Oh, it looks like Dave's starting out before you, too. Oh. PETA, uh, very upset that uh, President Barack Obama was caught uh, on a taped interview killing a fly. He was being interviewed by someone, I believe, from NBC. Fly buzzing around the interview. The president stopped the interview, paused, waited for the fly to land on his hand, smacked it dead, left the He's corp. quick. Yeah. He's fucking quick hands. The corpse was there on the uh, floor of the White House. But again, you know, I I'm sure some of the things that PETA complains about, people can get behind. Like most of the country was furious with Mike Vick for being a dogfighter. And PETA was leading that battle. Most of the country would like to know that any meat that they're getting is not tainted. So to have PETA running around uh, slaughterhouses and stuff is probably not bad. The, the problem when people get this into their head is we cannot fucking let every fly live like it's a goddamn puppy. Right, and flies carry diseases in their own right. Again, it really doesn't matter if it carries a disease or just lands on you. I'm not saying we need to go out and destroy all flies. I'm saying if you swat a fucking fly, 
it should take no fucking thought. It's insane to act around, like, what do I do with this fly? What do I do with this spider? And, and this isn't an animal, by the way. It's an insect. Well, I guess they mean every fucking being. Then right. we can't leave but, eat plants. Fuck them. But we get into this with, with Fez and some of the PETA things. Like, he's talking about deer. And I say, fuck them. I don't care about a deer. Where Fez, I guess for whatever reason, you're moved by deer. They mean something to you. I'm moved by deer. I'm also anti-gun, so that plays a lot into it. But yeah, I am totally moved by deer. They just seem like a beautiful, graceful creature, not something Jeff Goldblum's going to turn into in a movie. Right, but here's the point. Uh, and you guys can start on your burger challenge. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Jess, this is going to be called Jesse's... Burger challenge. Mm. Uh, you can't beat a slider. No. Oh my goodness. Going up in Jersey, White Castle, twenty four hours. Right. I understand. Uh, also, you might want to just both of you take your heads back away from your mics. You're eating right now, and it's almost like you're you're chewing in our ears. So it's nice to eat, but just just a little bit back. Okay. I don't. As long as you're not eating the mic too, along with your burger. Okay. Um, but I've, for me, the entire thing is confusing. Because what exactly is an animal right? What rights could a fucking animal possibly have since they're not pe people? How do we even get into the discussion of animal rights? Well, I guess um, it probably started with any sort of like move towards extinction. Like mm -hmm. an animal has a right to survive on this planet. Absolutely wrong. Uh, because the biggest, the people, the animals that get more rights are dogs. And not only uh, are there uh, more dogs than there's ever been in the history of the world, there's far too many dogs. Don't you think an animal right is if they're, we shouldn't go into their territory. Like, I could see animal rights, if they're in the jungle, we should probably leave them alone. But if they come into our neighborhoods, it's fair game. Well, then you're wrong about that because... What have we done with something like the American wolf, the North American wolf, and I don't know all the different breeds. But there were plenty of them. They were the ones killing deer. We moved in. So it's already too late. We continue to um, to to push. Uh, we continue to keep fucking, you know, moving further and further out. So that can't be it. Well, we have to expand, though. Right. I agree. I, I mean, agree 100%. If it comes down to, um, uh, you know, Americans or wolves, it's it's a ridiculous argument to get into is can the wolves roam around? <laughs> now, in the meantime, unlike a dog, Fezzi, um, I admire a wolf. It takes care of its fucking self. The dog, which if you're going to go by nobility is the, probably the least noble animal because they can't do jack shit for themselves. Yet, do you? we probably have, I don't know, five, ten thousand 10,000 wild wolves left in this country. And this is an animal that can take care of itself, that doesn't need anything, that instinctually knows how to be. How many dogs do you think we have? I would say we probably have 10 million dogs, millions of dogs. We have 50 million dogs in this country. Now look at the size of the fucking country. Is there any way that if humans weren't involved, we'd have 50 <laughs> fucking million dogs running around? Hell no. Not especially those toy dogs. There's all Pomeranians. kinds of dogs that would not make it on their own. Most 
you know, the fact that dogs are just cute scavengers is the only thing that they're adorable rats. When you think about it, they can't do jack shit for themselves. They need us. We love them. So we take care of them. But that's not a fucking animal, right? That's now going way too fucking far. If you're really looking at the naturalness of this of this planet. Now, you cry uh, about the deer and you you fucking want to put them in trains and take them out west. I think just the opposite. The deer, I have a lot of respect for. They're cunning. They're fast. They take care of themselves in the wild. They live um, in control of their own destiny. And if some of them get shot, that's also part of the destiny. Mm. They're supposed to be predators to keep them down. So they have a much better life uh, than a fucking chicken, a cow, or uh, a pig. Let's go to cows and chickens. How many cows are on the planet? If we weren't involved, how many cows would be on the planet? How many chickens are on the planet? If we weren't involved, how many chickens would be on the planet? There would be probably so few fucking chickens, you wouldn't know what to do with them. I saw this. Do you have a problem with this? I saw in Kansas City that uh, this park is going to hire sharpshooters and archers with bows and arrows to... to, to, uh, Lessen the deer population. Again, I don't have a big fucking problem with that. The deer need predators. Right. I think it's actually humane. The reason why we're doing this is because they don't have enough predators. That's yeah. the interesting thing there. I mean, you, Fez, you, first of all, you talked about you know, an animal not going extinct. Uh-huh. How many animals went fucking extinct before humans got here? What makes us in control of who goes extinct and who does it? In the pure fucking nature of the universe, some things go extinct. It's all fucking part of the plan. By us not letting things go to be extinct, again, we're the ones shaping everything. Um, Here is... um, uh, let me go over here to uh, Kevin. Kevin in New Mexico, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Uh, Fez, I'd just like to say that uh, you need to get out of the city a little bit. These deer are overpopulating. We're running into them with our vehicles. They need to be controlled. But there are more deer now than there were in 1900. It, because it, man's hunting, thinning, the population control, the culling of the bad animals. But uh, they're also very tasty. That's the best lean meat. It's excellent. You need to get out of the city and come out here and see us for a while. It's actually a lot better than this uh, hamburger slider challenge (laughs) he's on right now. I can't believe it would taste better. Well, it's actually better for you, though. Mm. Mainly because of the way it's lived its life. It wasn't sitting in a pen being shut up with fucking, you know, uh, steroids. Uh, Here is... um, Here's Chris in Annapolis. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Yeah. How are y'all today? What can we do for you, my friend? I was just wondering about the evolution of dogs, because uh, my wife's got this little white furry dog, and he gets fucking shit hairballs over his asshole. In the wild, he would never survive. He'd have fucking shit hairballs tied him up. You know, I'm sure some dogs, some breed of dogs, would do very well for themselves in the wild. But a lot of the dogs that we're looking at would not do well for themselves. And, you know, when it comes back to animal rights, in the case of Fez, and I'm not just busting your balls, Fezzy, but you brought this up. 
if you don't thin some of the herd, it's going to be bad for all the fucking deer out there because their food supply goes away. Another thing I don't understand is Peter doesn't have a problem with other animals killing animals. Like, right. That happens. Animals kill animals. Animals kill animals. Animals eat animals. Uh, for some reason, we don't see ourselves as part of that chain. We are, though. There was a time when we were considered uh, a cunning, yet pretty weak animal in the chain of things. I mean, we didn't move to the top of the food chain until basically you're looking at a couple thousand years ago. In the entire time of man. Right. In the entire time that man was together... It only became to a, a certain point where, guess what? We got the fucking tigers on the run. We're not going to have to worry about tigers. The way we, some people woke up every fucking day of their life and was just going like this. Did you hear that? Seriously, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think I just heard a tiger step on something. I mean, and I, you could joke at that, but that's fucking absolutely yeah. reality. That was reality. But now this animal rights thing always makes me fucking curious because who says uh an animal has any rights and i really what are do, rights to an animal i really find it offensive when they put animal rights over human rights like these PETA protesters protesting mayor bloomberg in new york city for gassing these geese he's doing that to avoid plane crashes he's doing it because of the plane crash that happened in the summer and he's got to take some of these geese down. Right, but we're on to two different fucking things right. here. My point is, right, you say, right, I don't know. I've taken the, I've taken the topic somewhere else. No. Exactly. My point is this. You think an animal even thinks about rights? No. You think an animal says to himself, that's not fair. <laughs> when I fucking heard what happened, I was so distraught. We're constantly trying to fucking humanize all the other animals. We do this with these stupid fucking cartoons when we teach... <laughs> children at a very early age that the animals get along with each other and they like to work together in the jungle and they have a lot of fun. <laughs> animals are in the jungle at the same time, but living very separate lives other than when it's um, uh, food supplies. They've done research. Animals don't have emotions. Wild animals. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Again... We think of emotions as human emotions. I'm sure, you know, dogs are happy to fucking see you. But that happiness isn't like your happiness. Every fucking time we turn around, we want to act like the human feeling <laughs> applies to a fucking animal. But if you, if you suddenly became conscious in a dog, if you had a Freaky Friday, you wouldn't even be able to think. That's how different <laughs> their thinking pattern. They just had a study out that said dogs do not feel guilt. Even though, like, if you came home and found your dog giving you a look because he had been in the trash all day, that is a human projection. Of so what, what do they feel? Um, they may feel fear. Exactly. That's but not what they guilt. feel. They feel fear because I know this motherfucker, and he hates it every time I have lunch without him. That's right. When you go to work, they think you're gone forever as soon as you leave the door. I've heard that, but why wouldn't they think just like when you go out to get the paper that you've been gone forever? Yeah. Uh, I mean, do they have some... I think after a while, they, they remember you coming back, maybe? So, I mean, is there some kind of um, 
of fucking short-term memory? Because here's the problem with the way we train our dogs. Let's suppose uh, you've been gone uh, to work. You came back. The dog shit on the carpet or shit in your bed. And you're like so fucking furious and you want to teach the dog the lesson. You drag him over. He has no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> the only way to really train an animal is immediately. I mean, and I'm saying that not that I know how to do it, but dog trainers, if I can explain this, you have to be there constant. To really train a dog is so much dedication yeah. on the human's fucking part that 99% of us have never really trained our dog, <laughs> even though we think that we have. I don't even know if the happy feeling is there. Like, they're coming home from work and they're glad to see you. Isn't that real? Doesn't it all just come down to glad that maybe now is the time that I get food? No, I think it's that, just hunger. It's not even happiness. Yeah, but I think that I think that they're uh, happy and relieved, and that feels good. An absence of fear or anxiety. I mean, yeah. again, it's not our kind of happiness. You, anyone who's ever had a dog, you you'd be lying if you if you said the dog wasn't feeling good. That it's there with you. A dog will come up, put its fucking head on your lap. They feel something, some kind of attachment. Now, is that selfish? You know, is it just in their own self-interest? Yeah, but so are a lot of humans that say that they love you. <laughs> a lot of um, humans uh, compare the love thing because I'm now going to get what I want. <laughs> Dave, where are you on your burgers? I'm about to finish my 10th. That's yep. fucking surprising. Fez, where are you? I am finishing my fourth. Ooh. How you well, feeling? I'm from New Jersey. White Castle's in my blood. This is an embarrassment, Fez. Between the burgers and Slurpees? I'm... He's moving into second mouth now. <laughs> uh, here's Keith. Keith is a dog trainer. Keith. Hey. Uh, hey, buddies. Yeah. Um, the thing about dogs is they learn from repetition. That is, if I go outside and get the newspaper and I'm in my house slippers... Uh, he knows I'm coming back. But if I put my keys in my pocket, he's going to have a problem with that. So they, um, they, un they can, all right, so the, the repetition is what works for them. So he'd have to see you put your keys in a pocket and not return a hundred times before he goes, I got a keys in pocket, that's it, no more exactly. food. Exactly, but that's how you train a dog, too. It's out of repetition. You can't take him to a trainer, and for one week, he figures out how everything works. Now, you Keith, have to do it over and over again. As a dog trainer, what does what, what do animal rights mean to you? I think they suck. Really? <laughs> I think the animal rights people are just completely freaky, and they have no idea how nature works. There are too many dogs on the planet. Uh, I mean, too many teacup dogs I can't stand. Mm. They're the runts of the runt of the litter. Why would you breed that? It's really funny that real dog people tend to like the bigger, stronger dogs, and then old ladies and I hate to say it, as gay guys <laughs> tend to like those little tiny dogs. They think they're babies, which is strange. I mean, it's infantiling this fucking yeah. animal. Mm -hmm. You're not letting the animal be who it's supposed to be. Uh, you're treating it like a fucking old baby. <laughs> um, Brian in Philadelphia, you're on Fez. Two six one one zero guys. What do you got, buddy? I think the big thing for me was, uh, like, the transition into factory farming is the fucked part about animal rights. Like, I mean, it, it went from hunting to all that stuff I have no problem with. But when you go into, 
you know, like a like a pig farm, and there's fucking crates and crates of pigs stacked on top of each other. It's just that that's like the line for me. Um, yeah, but what does this mean to you? None of those pigs would have existed without this factory. Yeah, but they do. Yeah, exa- exactly. So why 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 do we have the factory? Well, we have the factory for food. Yeah, but but why? But but you to eat I mean, food. That's that's where the conundrum, if you will, lies no, with. Me. I agree, and I'm not going to lie to you and say I've got um, you know any of the answers here. It's just something. Yeah, I don't. I well, do, I've been I've been high school. I've been <laughs> vegan since high school, like '92, and I don't I don't have the answers. I still drive a car, which is you know like all, all these other things that are contradictory to to some of the beliefs I have. But um, I mean, I guess that's the kind of the line I state uh, where I feel okay about it. All right. Um, well, well, this is actually Fez is the person who got me thinking about this with the with the deer stuff. Of he was so upset by the way deer were treated, and after I looked into it a little bit, I would think a deer, for me personally, is living a natural life. And if anything, we're less tough on deer than we are on any of these other animals that are. For lack of a better term, and this is human, are almost living an enslaved hmm. life. All right, but with those animals, that, like the chickens and the cows that are raised, you know, in the tight quarters in the pens for food, do, if they don't know any difference, I mean, it seems like horrid conditions to us, but if they're raised that way and they don't know any difference in an animal mind, is it still a torture to them? All right, let's just say the same thing. Let's suppose that uh, we took away every mongoloid kid and we put them in a pen. So they're born, they have no idea that there's any other kind of fucking life besides that. We would still consider that inhumane treatment, right? Yes. They wouldn't be taught, they would be fed, but they would be sitting around in their own filth or whatever. And you could do that with healthy fucking children. So I don't see where the logic falls into. My, lo- my fucking point is this. Is everything leading the life of what their species is. And I see a deer living that fucking life more than some of these genetically altered fucking animals. And again, that is further down on my fucking uh, concerns than it is for, you know, what this means for human beings. It really seems to me that uh, since we are human beings... Human beings uh, are, are our number one concern. And the fact that we do have fucking, you know, people out there not fucking eating enough. How do we get food to them? Or is this another, if you took another step back, is that not being natural? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Are human beings themselves living in such an unnatural fucking state now that we feel like uh, we should be shipping food to them? Because shipping food in the history of the world is still only a um, uh, 100, 200 years old most. Hmm. Most people used to take care of their own fucking food. And not one of us know how to do that. (laughs) Not one of us knows how to go out and pick the right mushrooms and and live not just as a hunter, which every man could go, "Um, yeah, I think I could really sustain myself. As a hunter, I think that's natural for men. Most men, Fezzi, I know <laughs> you're going to fucking disagree, but mm-hmm. but we have a much harder time thinking ourselves as gatherers, and it's every bit as fucking important, you know. 
Yeah. It's every bit to be the hunter and gatherer is important to sustain life. See, what bugs me is that, like, we're the champions. You know, humans, like, we've evolved. We've gotten to the where we have because we're number one. So we should embrace it. Uh, Martin in Alberta, Canada, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie Fez, how you doing this morning? Hey. Okay, I think you're way off the mark with the dogs, buddy. My favorite thing to do, I work the night shift. I come home from work, I go down to the park and smoke my morning duber, and there's nothing more fun than watching the great big pack of dogs, every kind of dog from the little tiny little fag dogs Fez likes to big black labs chasing down the jackrabbits and ripping the fuckers apart and eating the shit out of them. They control the dog population, or the rabbit population. Everybody leaves their dogs in the backyard at night. Them fuckers don't stay in the yard. They get together, they pack up, they go out on hunting missions. If we well, weren't Where here, are you living, dude? <laughs> Tell me what this neighborhood is where yeah, fucking house Edmonton. dogs turn into packs. <laughs> now, believe me when I tell you, Edmonton. there are plenty of species of dogs that will make it. That's not my point. Mm -hmm. My point is, if you want to talk about animal rights and being natural, there's no way that you would look at something the size of the United States and say, this place is the home of 50 million fucking dogs <laughs> that can't get shit for themselves. That's bullshit. They'd never be able to do it. And yet all the animal rights things, it's almost dogs and cats first. And after humans, those species have got it fucking made. Yeah. Um, here is, um, here's Rich in Jersey. Whoops. Fez. Yeah, how are you, buddy? Good, how are you, everybody? Good. Uh, here's what I think. This one guy that just called in about far, uh, factory farming, that shit is what makes, that shit makes the world go round. Mm -hmm. Like, take a look, take a look at this show, freaking Whale Wars on, uh, Animal Planet, and these tree hugger hippies are willing, are willing to take their lives for a, for a freaking whale. Meanwhile, the, the Japanese are taking care of these whales and using every part of the body of this whale to go. Yeah, but you gotta admit, when it comes to whales, this, we've really thinned the fucking herd out quite a bit. And yeah, but the same thing with fishing, where it used to be you would go in the Atlantic Ocean, Pacific Ocean, and it was so fucking full of fish that any fucking human being could go down there and catch some fish and eat. So we have thinned out certain fucking things. There's no doubt about it. There's no fucking doubt about that. You can't... Uh, at the same time that I, I'm, I'm not 100% with the fucking uh, PETA people... I think they go too far. I think any hunter or fisherman wants some kind of restrictions so these species go on in the future. We don't want to be the last people that ever, you know, had uh, a chance to <laughs> fucking hunt and fish some of these species. Dave, you're slowing down there, brother? Um, I'm working on my 13th, but you're right. Here comes slow and steady. I can, can I take off my shirt? No. I don't want curtains are drawn. <laughs> I don't care. I'm inside these curtains. I feel like you know White Castle is the ultimate summer and hangover food, and so I'm always with my shirt off when I'm hungover. According to your press clippings, you need those curtains as shirts. Slow oh. and steady, huh, Watley? Exactly. And I was just trying to get in his head with some fat stuff. Good one. Coffee. Uh, What's the coffee like, oh, well, for? Oh, water. There's water in here. I thought you well, had I the lid on. It's burger drunk. I am a little bit burger drunk. I gotta be admit. I'm like the dog who saw Jesse come home. I'm he the... came in with food. I'm just so excited. 
I'm like Roger Maris, off to that 37 home runs by like May. And losing your hair. He got there. Oh, Fizz. Uh, Christina in Indiana, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello. Hey. Well, I uh, I'm a hunter, and I definitely am a deer hunter. But I made a decision when I first started hunting to hunt only with archery equipment because you have to be within about 20 yards of the animal, and it's more of a sport. It's more of a challenge than sitting back, you know, 100 yards, 80 yards. I, I, and how um, uh, do you rifle. get do you get a deer a year, Christina? I get two a year. Yeah, two a year. Did she? First of all. Try to get 20 yards away from a fucking deer. Not an easy <laughs> thing to do. But if we were hunting with archery, uh, this show would fucking starve. I <laughs> guarantee. Uh, we'd all just shoot Chris Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> it, would, it would be like alive. But, Fuck you. I'll tell you something, though. He's incredibly quick. So you better <laughs> knock him down with a headshot. He does. He moves well. Yeah. For a big he, guy. He really does. He's like Bam Bam Bigelow. And he never runs straight. He's always <laughs> zigzagging. Hitting the side of a moving barn. <laughs> I feel like archery is uh, it's less humane for the deer. Because what if you mess up? Well, you can mess up with any kind so of thing, my, my dad goes hunting every <laughs> single year. <laughs> Never killed a deer, but there's like ten occasions where he came back. He's like, I shot one, but it ran away. Yeah, that happens too also yeah. when you're, you know... Using a rifle if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. So my and dad just comes terrible. out and injures deer. Yeah, that's no. re that's really bad. <laughs> yeah, at least you have a point for that. No, not at all. You got responsibility when you're a hunter, and a, and a good hunter will not take the shot huh. unless he's sure he's going to knock that fucking deer down. But shouldn't he have a hunter dog? You know, like surely the dog could, should be able to well, catch up to an injured deer. You try to track that deer, but you remember in the beginning of uh, uh, No Country for Old Men. When he was tracking that that deer that he fucked up and he felt terrible yeah. about it, you know, and he he wanted to find that deer and put it out of its misery, right? Uh, and a good hunter would uh, to be that way. But when it comes to animal rights, it's really funny to me the way we, and again, it's the fucking human thing. There are some animals we want to give them everything in the world. Other animals uh, take everything away from a wolf. Which, to me, noble animal. But if you found out, oh, there's a wolf in North Jersey and it's running around, they would want to fucking take that down. Now, do most people feel that way about a bad dog? Most people still blame the owner for right. a fucking bad dog. <clears throat> and what can we do to keep this dog alive? So it's, um, it's always... Uh, and again, the thing that interests me most about it is why don't we ever really get into any kind of national debate about this stuff? You know, we were talking about the factory farming. I agree 100%. As the system that we're on now, it's completely needed. We couldn't stop it tomorrow. Yeah. And two, and even more important, bacon tastes good. Pork chops taste good. <laughs> Be a pretty charming pig. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to be one fucking charming pig. But I heard a fucking funny story about Sam Jackson yesterday. I can't even repeat it. I can't even repeat the story, but it was just fucking somebody. Uh, no, it's none of your business. I just want to no. know. Just, just give so me you a know hint. to get that out of the way. No, <laughs> give me a hint. No, but if if I told the story, then everybody would know who I heard the story from. So I gotta, oh, okay. you know, I gotta protect sources. Fezzy, how you doing over there? I am on my ninth. Dave, where are you? I'm still on 13. Take your time. <laughs> Take your time, Harry. I feel Here like the Mets. The I feel like the Mets, I know. I'm about to give this lead up once again. 
No, I'm going to try and stick it out. Ew. <laughs> that could just still be on a burger. That's like two bites. My shirt's on, Jesse. Uh, here is Aaron in California. Hi. I, I think that we're getting to a really dangerous point in this country in terms of humanizing animals to the point that we can no longer use them as tools to accomplish a task, and whether that's from, from in farming or in research or in anything like that. And uh, the, the farther we go towards that point, we're, we're going to lose a lot. And the, the interesting thing, though, is that even if we stopped killing cattle for food, we would still have to be killing them because so many other products besides meat come out of the cattle industry, like saran wrap, perfumes, nail polishes, makeup items, uh, and, and glues. There's a lot of other products that we need from that industry. And also, let's suppose as we stop killing cattle, right? Yeah. What else are they going to do? They can't, well, they're not going to be rolling around eating people's yards <laughs> on their own. There's no other real fucking reason yeah. for them to exist in such that's, great numbers except to be our burgers and belts. They seem, I mean, a dog you can understand, you know, thousands of years ago being wild, a cat. A cow, it's hard to imagine a wild cow. How about a wild chicken? Probably chickens would have been fucking extinct by now. Except for we uh, like the way they taste. They can't even fly. They're useless. What good is Except chicken? Except for fucking uh, chicken and eggs. And That's the good thing about it. Wings. And if you go to like a, a petting zoo or, or any kind of farm, livestock farm, chickens are, can be like dangerous with their pecking and whatnot. Well, a rooster especially. A rooster yeah. will fucking come after you. So it sucks for them. A rooster them. thinks you're after pussy at all times. He's a cock. Cock of the walk, my friend. But again, all this stuff comes back to, like, Fezzi's initial thing of, you know, we're going to put fucking cattle in trucks and drive them out. Again, we think we're the mommies and daddies of the world. We think that we started this. We have to finish it. We literally think there's something so fucking important about us. You really hear people defending the, the ugly and the dangerous animals, like scorpions or... <laughs> yeah. dogs cats we or... need more sharks um, I, and really how many fucking house cats would exist without us none zero and what the fuck could they do also if we would only eat vegetarian stuff we're gonna eventually eat all the grass and trees off the planet that's that's well first of that's all that's a we, source that can go away first of all here's the weird thing we need to eat grass and we can't that's the fucking, that's what gets this whole gimmick on. If we could eat grass, right, we'd be fine. We need whatever those fucking nutrients are from the sun that's in grass, right? But we gotta eat fucking animals to get to it. Right, and I mean... Why can't we just eat grass? Imagine you're fucking, you're looking at your fucking neighbors just down on all fours, <laughs> eating some grass. You're like, hey Sam, you guys having a little lunch? Oh, he's eating some grass. And Mr. Fucking Wilson doesn't feel good this morning. Be fucking the the weirdest. Yeah, I guess a cow. I mean, a dog can't really fucking handle grass either, right? No, it's like it needs to eat it. It's obsessed with eating it when it does, but then it all comes right back out. But th I think uh, that's why they eat it. So oh. there's something in their system. It's their way of purging. Uh, here's Steve and PA. Steve, how are you? Wow, Ronnie, you you touched on two points during while I there while I was on hold. First of all, I'm a member of the North American Deer Farmers Association. I mm. raise white-tailed deer on a farm. And uh, we sell Nadla. them to replace... Hello? 
We're here. Uh, oh, I, I raised deer on a farm. Uh, the reason we do that is to replace the genetics that have been taken out by hunters over the years. Uh, trophy hunters have eliminated the uh, the quality of the deer herd. Uh, second of all, you said something about if a hunter wounds an animal, uh, he will take time to track it and put it out of its misery. I've taught my kids when I take them bow hunting, if you cannot make the shot, do not take the shot. And we practice hundreds and hundreds of shots in the yard on target before I'll even let them go hunting. <clears throat> but is there more of a danger that you got bad bow hunters than, than regular hunters? Uh, bow hunting, I don't think it's dangerous as rifle hunting. I mean, I've heard of people getting shot a mile and a half away. From no, I, I mean the, in terms of hurting the deer, not each other. Yeah, uh, your chances of uh, wounding one and it getting away are a lot higher uh, in a bow hunting. But then again, you do have the guys with the gun who just take a pot shot at 500 yards thinking, well, if I hit it, I hit it. If I don't, I don't. But uh, those type of guys I won't even associate myself with. Thank you, my friend. Ed in New Jersey. Ed, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. You're the best. What can we do for you? Fez, I miss Fezzy. miss Fezzy. Well, he's coming on strong in the burger eating contest, and Dave is looking like... He is on the rails. I'm you're still, you're I'm still on 13? Uh, I think that right-headed son of a bitch is going down. It's Ronnie. 14. Um, hey, listen, Ronnie, I think the only reason that these uh, that these animals are around is because uh, they've been humanized. And the only humanized animals are the ones that are being fucked. Am I right? I mean, look, you got the horses, you got the dogs, you got the cats. Um, that's the funny thing. You can eat an animal, you can't fuck one. Uh, we're really grossed out by that. Oh, you hurt that dog. Really? Uh, Lucas in Florida. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, um, what we got here is we got a massive gator problem. They stopped the hunting on gators, and that was about uh, a few years back, and now they reopened it because they're out eating each other now. Well, so, uh, it's, I, mean, I remember <laughs> when I went down to Florida, it was in the 80s, and the initial thing was we've stopped. And within five years or ten years, there will be no more gator. The gator will be gone. So we stopped hunting them. Ten years later, kids are diving in pools and gators are biting them. Gators fucking came back so fast. It was unbelievable. So I do think, in terms of that, you do have to pay a little attention. Are, you know, are the people making the fucking um, species too fucking lean? Yeah. And I'm not saying that to protect the species, but... To you know, protect uh, the humans that enjoy using those benefits, as well as the species. Mm -hmm. I don't think that we really want to make things extinct, but at the same time, we're not one hundred percent in control. For some reason, human beings think that we have taken a step back from nature. We do not see ourselves as part of nature, and that's a big fucking part of our stupid egos. And why we keep making so many dumb fucking mistakes. And that's why I don't think we're ever going to load uh, deer up in trains. No. I don't think it's going to happen. Get snipers to kill them. Uh, here is Rocky. 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 You're on the Run of Fez show. What's up, Ronnie? Fezzy, Davey, you're the man. Yeah. Um, Ronnie, you ever see that um, documentary on HBO? It's called Death on a Farm Factory. It's about this, like, 300-pound pig. They have it hanging from a high-low on a chain, and this um, guy goes in and, like, infiltrates the farm and goes undercover and shit, and they just show him torturing all these little pigs. And it's a whole, like, courtroom drama documentary. You ever see that? No, I never heard of it. 
Yeah, it's on HBO. It's really, really cool. And they there's video of this pig that they hang. It's like a 300 pound pig, and they put it on um like one of them pitchfork high lows, and they just have it hanging there for like 45 minutes until it dies. Um, yeah, I have never heard of it, but that's a tough one for me because again, I like a turkey club. I'm not gonna lie to you about. It. I love a nice little turkey club. But in Florida, you're on Fez. Hey guys. Hey, uh, y'all remember the Exxon Valdez disaster up there in Alaska, right? Sure. They had, uh, you know, they were re- uh, hitting all these animals that they had saved from the oil spill and so on and so forth. And, and CNN had followed the story or provided the story uh, about one seal in particular. They spent thousands and thousands of dollars uh, rehabilitating this seal, and uh, the day came to finally release them. I there was a big old celebration and all, and. Uh, well, they took a seal out on the boat, and they released them, and they're following them with the cameras, and here comes a great big old killer whale and eats them in one bite. I thought that was great. I was Well, uh, you know what? But here's the thing. I mean, you're saying it in the terms of, good, fuck these animals, but that is what is supposed to happen to a seal. A exactly. seal being eaten by a whale, good thing. Uh, a fucking boat crash that destroys all the wildlife, bad thing. I don't think that <clears throat> that's too much of a difficult concept. The fucking follow. Um, here's uh, MJ. MJ, hey, what's fishing. up, guys? Yeah. Listen, uh, horses aren't exempt from uh, you know being humanized because we raise them. We spend hundred thousand dollars to raise them and train them, but once they break a limb or something like that, the poor animal gets fucking whacked. You know, they can fly a man in the moon, but they can't fix the fucking horse's leg. <clears throat> yeah, you know I don't understand saying? that. So, the, you, because some of these big horses, they are so powerful, and then you find out how fragile they really are. Something happens to their shin, that's the end of them. Look at how many horses are the best athletes. Well, we, we put them on the great athletes pedestal, and then in the in the middle of a race, we have to put them down. <coughs> how come there's never been a famous dog? Out of all of the fucking greyhound <laughs> racings we've had, never been a famous fucking dog. Be- well, dogs are more celebrities, like the Benjis and Lassies. <coughs> but I mean, the racers. Yeah. There's never, and I guess there's not a... <laughs> A Kentucky Derby or Belmont version of dog racing. These are just fucking neighborhood dogs running, and (laughs) they run a couple times, and they get rid of them. I had a friend that adopted one of those fucking dogs, right? And uh, uh, down in Florida, because there's a lot of dog racing down there. And one day he left his fucking (laughs) back gate open, and that dog was gone in a shot. (laughs) I mean, it was like a missile got fucking uh, unleashed. Santa's a little helper. Santa's Little Helper is the same way. Although Santa's Little Helper, uh, a much better dog than my friend's dog. And that dog's name, of course, was Three Dog. I mean, you're really not even (laughs) trying to uh, care. Um, Here is our friend Blowhard. You know, along the same vein as putting all the deer on the train that Fez wanted to do, there's an actual story out of Norway that some politician wanted to put diapers on all the moose in Norway because when they have flatulence, it creates a, a, a condition that damages global, adds to the global warming problem. So they were going to round up every moose and put diapers on them. Can you believe this shit? These fanaticism. Yeah, these- but first of all, you act like it got really discussed. Every time in the government, <laughs> whether it's local or federal, always some mongoloid comes up with a stupid idea. Everybody laughs it off. And yet... Every fucking talk, radio talk show will act like there's a danger of it. But, you there know, never is. 
But just the fact that somebody who has the responsibility of being in government comes up with this in stuff. In Norway! It's Norway! They're, they're fucking idiots! No, they're not. Come on. You couldn't be any dumber than being a politician in Norway. Dave, where are you right now? Number 15. Actually, this is interesting because it's 30 burgers. 30 burgers. Talk about contributing to global warming with my flatulence. <laughs> Don't. Not in here. <laughs> you take your ass out in the hallway every single time. Uh, I don't care guys are drunk. It's ridiculous. It says, 12. So do we let him go to 16? Because that would be the win. Or if, do we let Fez like catch finish, up? right? Yeah, if he finishes. But I, I got to be a... It's slow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these last two burgers have been for everyone. I my, need another. I need a Pepsi, please. My goal is that they both eat fifteen and no one wins. <laughs> they just both feel terrible. <laughs> well, well, they're both going to feel terrible no matter what. I'm yeah. feeling terrible. Uh, here's Heather in T Town. How are you doing, Heather in Tampa? First nine were so hey, fun. Guys. Hey guys. Um, this is Fez wearing his diaper today, and maybe you should get one for Dave too. So. Um, I just want to put a mask to ass for the rest of the show. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say about the whole factory farming thing, um, not only what we do to the animals, but what we're doing to the land around those farms. Um, it's just horrible. The pollution it creates, the people that get sick that live around those farms. Well, I know this from uh, having friends in Delaware. One of the fucking things that can kill people is chicken shit. So you can't huh. leave those farms at the same spot. It's fucking deadly, particularly for children. It gets right. in the air. And oh, yeah. most people don't know it's really, really toxic. Chicken yeah. shit. Chickens and I, are I deadly. I totally believe, you know, that the animals are there. We should, we should be able to eat them, but we should also be good stewards of taking care of them and taking care of the land. So uh, I agree with you. There. I, uh, and, again, uh, stewardship does fucking come down to it. That really, at a certain point... Um, you have to be open to it. In the same way, Fez, that's why I think you have to be open to hunting. Because it is good stewardship. It is healthier for the species of deer to hunt some of them. Now, you might be looking at an individual deer and saying that's sad. But overall, to all the deer, I think it's a not only a good idea, it's the only idea, is that herd needs to be thinned. All right, we're going to break here. Fez, you're at how many? I'm um, just finishing my 12th, Ronnie. Finishing your 12th burger, and you're starting your... Trying to get through 15. Seems like you slowed down, too, huh, Fez? Yeah. Starting to feel a little bit full on this one. All right. The first 10 were like... Mm, starting to get the Octomom belly. You got to 10 so quickly, it was uh, shocking. I loved it. I loved it. And then once I... And the thing is, 10 is what I usually get. Shows you how much of a pig I am. But when I go out at like two o'clock in the morning, drunk, I usually get about ten wild white castles. So I'm trying now, to break through. Ten white castles would be about the same of like two two of those big Probably. quarter pound or half pound burgers. Probably, yeah. That's why they're forty cents. A mm. burger is forty cents, right? Yeah. So good though. I'll tell you something else too. The white castle mozzarella sticks they'll they'll surprise you. Um, I wish you'd stop rambling. I know this is the food talking. I know it's just blocking your brain. But there's no way I need you starting a conversation on fast food mozzarella sticks. Okay. Cheese balls. Jersey cheese balls are the best. We get cheese balls everywhere in Jersey. Everybody knows us there. We walk up to the front of the cheese ball line. Don't you know where I'm from? Cheese balls and steak sandwiches. <laughs> All right, we're going to break here. We'll come back, and uh, we should have a winner. 
in the White Castle Burger Eating Contest. It's the Ron Fez Show. Number three, step forward. Tell me the keys, you card sucker. In English, please. Excuse me. In English. Tell me the fucking keys, you card sucker. What the fuck? It's the Ron and Fez Show. Ron Bennett and Fez Watley. Coming up a little later on in the show, uh, Fez Watley will give out this weekend's uh, movie club pick. Uh, we weren't... Uh, none of us have uh, given him the opportunity here, so I'm very interested in is Fez going to pick a movie he wants all of us to turn us on to? Or is he going to try to pick a movie he thinks that we'll like? No idea. He tried to get some hints from me. I said, Fez, I want it to be your choice. Also, exciting, Fez will be dropping. Some truth bombs that uh, I said I would not uh, defend. Dave, you just finished your 15th? I finished my 15th. Fez, where are you right now? Working on my 14th. Working on your 14th. Does this mean that this burger is eligible? The burger is eligible. Do you want it? Yeah, I want it. I want you want it. to beat Fez Watley? I'm a competitor, Ronnie. Uh, Jesse, our buddy, came in with a... Um, what, what is the actual name of this? It's a White Castle Crave Case. It's a Crave Case. It's a briefcase filled <laughs> with White Castle's hamburgers. Um, Fez Watley is suffering very poorly now <laughs> into his 14th burger. I'm in agony at this point. You think you wouldn't be able to even eat 15? It would be so close. Uh, Dave, you are hungry and ready for a 16th burger? Yeah, I'm ready. I got through. I broke, got through the walls, you said last time, with the Oreo challenge. As if Dave even bites into this burger, he will have defeated Fez Watley once again. Fez, Fez, will you ever win? <laughs> that is the story. Of the Ron and Fez show. Fez has come back. I mean, he made amazing. He's been slow and steady. And I've seen him do that before when eating steak. Uh, he had this. How big was the steak that you're eating? 64 ounce. 64 ounces. But the last 15, 16 ounces were freezing cold and hard steak. First of all, he orders like a medium uh, well done. So the steak is already tough to begin with. <laughs> and then as he's eating it cold. It was like eating shoe, but he wouldn't give up. Yeah. When, you, it, when you're going through a, a pile of burgers that's limited, like 30, you can't go with the slow and steady. You have to eat them quick like Dave did. Well, Dave's... Uh, now, if we were at how many in 10 minutes, Dave is the champion. Yeah. Right. But I honestly think doing this like this, Dave found himself in trouble because he was up yeah. six, seven burgers very early on. Burger 13 was a massive struggle. No question about it. And now you're only about one and a half burgers ahead. Right. But, Watley, you want to let him eat that last burger, huh? You can't stop him. I could do that burger, but, I mean, I can't stop him. But I could do that burger. All it oh. takes is one bite by Dave, and it's over. Look at him, Fez. This is the, this is the look of a champion. Oh, he just bit in half the burger. <laughs> you see what kind of man he is, too? Is he competitive? Does he want to beat Fez? Or, did he, or is he one of those guys... That uh, turns around and helps. I'm going to take you back to a film called Officer and a Gentleman. Mayonnaise ran so fast out there 
But then he went over and sat against the wall and didn't cheer for the other guys. And that made his drill sergeant just kind of look at him. Is that right, mayonnaise? <laughs> what else are you doing? Selling belt buckles to everybody? No. I extended the invitation for Fest to have the 15th burger. He let me take it. I got to take it. Uh, Marcus in Philadelphia. Hey, buddies. Uh, I just want to uh, ask Fez uh, why he continues uh, to do these uh, food competitions. I mean, how many is, how many cents do you have right now, Fez? Two. Two? And yet we hear you eat uh, 60 Oreos. Now you're trying to eat all these uh, small burgers. Why don't you try a push-up competition or see who can climb the most stairs? I would really lose those. I'll do that. I wouldn't be able to begin to compete. You like any kind of competition, huh, Dave? I like to play things, yes. What? I'm addicted to sports. I like to, yeah. Any game? Mm-hmm. Now, you, your problem is going to be this. Your children, when they're young, are you going to try to beat them at stuff? Oh, fuck yeah. That is not even a question. Look at Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods. All they do is say their fathers would whip their asses every time they played it against them. And the guys grew up to be amazing. What about the other people whose fathers whipped their asses and they just quit at life? <laughs> and that's about 99% of the other. I think it's okay to beat your kid if it's a 10 to 9 game. But when it's 10 to nothing, then the kid doesn't uh, win from, learn from it. Hey, he's, he's, he learns he better be practicing for I, a couple hours before I, he plays dad. Or, I, I'll never beat this guy. There's no sense of fucking playing. Because a lot of people can be destroyed by that well i had three older brothers of substantial you know uh time uh, you know over me and they would destroy me but i would always want to beat them and now i can beat them in virtually every sport well that's because they're retired <laughs> and um these virtual uh, sports that you were playing are too weird people still writing us into um Eastside Dave on uh, Huffington Post. I guess it's still up here. Here's the stuff Eastside Dave appeared on yesterday. New York Magazine, Access Hollywood, Entertainment Weekly, Village Voice, the AP photograph that went out that I guess had you being upstaged by Debbie Wolf. Yeah, that, yeah, she, she was number one in that one. How did that get to you? I mean, that was your it day. It upset me. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, no offense, but, you know, her time is is past, in my opinion. You know, right. You, you can only wear the pearl necklace for so long. There's a new pearl necklace where, uh, where his but name is Davy McDonald. I didn't realize that was the championship belt. Uh, some of these I didn't see. Gothamist.com, Videogum.com, FreeRepublic.com. Some of these uh, are um, bigger. And here's the Progressive Values blog. Uh, Ziegler is, I guess, this guy in L.A., uh, was pretty unhappy when a grossly overweight, redheaded, and bearded what? man held up a sign proclaiming, I'm a right-wing lunatic, and shouting, Jesus is speaking to me. I hate it when people tell jokes on TV. Um, just trying to make a point. And I would want to defend you against the grossly un overweight, but then you just ate 16 <laughs> cheeseburgers. I have expanded right before your eyes. I have got <clears throat> Video Gum uh, brought this up about Dave. Um, not to mention the guy with the I am a right-wing lunatic sign who should be a guest on Letterman uh, and two dudes pretending to make out behind a hysterical woman. This uh, video is so funny, it almost makes up for the stupid pale in publicity stunt. Almost. Um, I'm ready, Letterman people. 
from freerepublic.com. The guy with the dark green T-shirt, red hair and beard, we quickly realized was an imposter who attempted to mix in with our group. He was uh, carrying a sign saying, I'm a right-wing lunatic while acting like a crazed idiot. That's, that's insulting. I wasn't crazed. Or an acting. <laughs> the police eventually asked him to leave our section and join the other lefties in their section. My words. I'm not really a lefty. I don't really care about politics. That This is Entertainment Weekly. Um, although one supporter seemed intent on hamming it up for the cameras. <laughs> Reporter. He, he spent most of the protest thrashing on the, on the floor while screaming. Well... A little bit inaccurate journalism there. I wasn't. I was. I was on the floor a couple times, but not the majority. Daily Beast blog uh, brought up Dave, and for some reason, turns out they knew that the guy was a plant from the Run of Fez show on Sirius XM Radio. Now we've had Tina Brown on uh, before. I'd love to get her back on the show. She's uh, she runs that uh, the Daily uh, Beast uh, website. Are you all right over there, Fez? I'm in a bit of agony as we speak. You want a garbage can? Uh, no, I have a garbage can. It's just that I never learned to burp, and if I could burp right now, I think I would be fine. But I just can't burp. Uh, I don't understand how a human doesn't know how to burp. <laughs> Natural. <laughs> Drink some seltzer. That's without me eating a fucking single thing. Uh, I'm just... Um, oh, the, the lady from Rosita... Uh, from her blog. I'd like to even start and follow her blog. She was the little uh, girl that was handing yeah. out things. Um, and she hated you and also hated uh, HTG. Um, and she uh, held out stuff for us not to eat uh, Snickers <laughs> anymore, even though uh, we're such good friends with Mr. Snickers, Jay Moore. Snickerlicious. He gave us all snicker names, snicker snack names, or whatever that happens to be called. Um, but, you know, who doesn't like Snickers? Number one Halloween uh, candy of all time. Snickers? Bite-sized Snickers. That's all I would look for at a house. All right, USA got uh, destroyed today uh, in soccer. And you know what, Fezzi, I've been promoting these guys, but... Maybe it's time we just get rid of the sport in the United States. Maybe now uh, I've got to finally open my eyes up and say we're not supposed to compete outside of our country. We're just a little football and basketball and baseball nation. That's all we can do. I mean, surely America is like, kind of like the Yankees. Why don't we offer citizenship to basically every Brazilian player, bring them over here and make that our team for next time? Well, the problem is they'll go back. You know, the Brazilians never play in their home country. They go and play all over the world, then they come back together for Team Brazil. That's what I'm saying. So instead of doing Team Brazil, give them citizenship, play on Team America. That's the burgers talking. <laughs> By the way, would you two clean up your mess? You're making me fucking sick with your burger wrappers and your inabilities to fucking burp. I'll clean up my 16 Victoria's empty boxes. I don't want going in this fucking room, Fuzzy. Oh, okay. I don't want to be smelling dead meat for the rest of the show. Here, just get. I'll go over there. Clean up. Jesse, why did you do this to us today? <laughs> what kind of fucking idea was that? <laughs> they come in and start a burger challenge. Well, you know, it's Fez so can't warm burn. in here. Well, it's warm in here because this building is oh, don't. To oh, please. shake backwards. I was just talking to security about that. And they were saying, because of the rain 
the high winds that the building is shaking quite a bit. And even when I'm standing here, it's going six, seven feet in each direction. Well, they said... I can if, feel the sway in my stomach. They said if the crack happens, it's going to happen on the 13th floor. And the rest of it comes down. All right. Why do they design something that would crack on the in half like that? While they were drunk. Fix my headphones, too. Jesus Christ. I would love to have a, just a short fucking headphone wire that wouldn't get caught up in the goddamn uh, chair all the time. Coming up in just a little bit, Fez Watley's Truth Bombs and Fez Watley's Movie Club. That's where we uh, watch a movie, discuss it uh, Monday. Fez, you told me uh, there was some sponsorship interest in this already. Yes, definitely. Uh, uh fine entertainment store that was thinking about coming on board wanting to be part of movie club as well as some other things that would be a lot of fun that way we could get free movies and we can give them out and we would know exactly where to tell everyone where to pick up the movie for movie club we'd know exactly where it was available you know i don't even have any of the rental stores in my neighborhood anymore if you really want to do it, you got to uh, either go online and have it done immediately uh-huh. or have the movie sent to your house. I used to have three in my neighborhood, all gone. And I remember when that was the hot new business to be involved in. Oh, sure. Then it got to the point where it's like you saw some of those stores and the the same movies had been in the window so long, the covers were all faded on them. Well, there were mom and pop stores. And that's the way that business started. And then when the, the bigger chains came in, um, which a lot of people liked more, but then you were just like having, I don't know, Armageddon, 10,000 copies of them in stores, and then no French films. And no porn either. No porn in those blockbusters. They took the, yeah, they took the porn. The porns never made it with the chain stores. Uh, but then they would also sell, sell you uh, popcorn, licorice, and, the, you know... Make it an at-home movie experience. I went to the mom-and-pop store one time, you know, a couple years after Blockbuster, and I had been away at college and whatnot, and uh, I, I go home to rent some movies, and it had totally converted into a liquor store, mm-hmm. but the layout was exactly the same. <laughs> so all the racks and shit were like, you know, Back to the Future used to be, was now like a bottle of Hennessy. And I knew, like, where each movie was. I'm like, oh, shit. They should have kept it alphabetical. Now, Watley, you don't know how to burp, and uh, I'm going to guess you're not a farter. No. And yet, the way he's sitting, notice that he has one leg up, and he looks like he's trying to squeeze a fart. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. Fam. My no body's just you. trying to take control. No one's going to blame you. Um, all right, let's uh, do, do we have a movie club sounder or anything? Because uh, I have no idea where he's going to go here, whether he's going to try to punish us. Or try to blow us away. Nobody knows what Fez is up to. It's Ron and Fez's Movie Club. Movie Club. Um, By the way, tonight's Movie Club is brought to us by uh, Last Night in Brooklyn, which is having its first showing tonight. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's over in Staten Island. 
in a bar or something, right, Fez? Yeah, the Lion's Den Sports Cafe and Grill. That's uh, 17-Page Avenue on Staten Island. Screening, it's a free screening of Last Night in Brooklyn. That is tonight, 8 p.m. again. The Lion's Den Sports Cafe and Grill, located 17-Page Avenue on I, Staten Island. I, I've never heard of this. 17-Page is the name of the avenue? 17 is the uh, address number. Page Avenue oh. is the street that it's on. It sounded like it was the 17th page. Like, they had everything set up like a book there. It's in the first chapter, uh, 17th page. Come over to my house. You get directions at the table of contents as you come across the bridge. I like to write table of contents, and with that I'm writing for Crack Magazine. All right, Fuzzy, what is, what is your uh, big movie, Fez Watley's movie pick? Well, I was going to go with Good Burger until we just did that competition. You made a joke. I love mm-hmm. it. What I have decided on for Movie Club, we'll discuss on Monday, is The Cooler, starring Bill Macy. I had never seen it before. It's on IFC all this weekend. Mm. Surprising pick by Mr. Watley. I've seen the film. Have you? Yes, I have. Yeah. Uh, Eggs, have you seen it? Heard of it, never seen it. Oh, okay. Nice little surprise for me. Yeah, not a big one, but uh, not a very fuzzy type thing to do. Going for the independent, smaller film. It's a little fable. Uh, Alec Baldwin in it. It's a, it's a good little film. Guy from Office Space, what's his name? Uh... I don't know who it is. Not, I, 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 I just caught myself in. <laughs> just, just, yeah, let me sit here for five minutes I don't in remember. silence. And I'll come I don't remember it. anybody from Office Space being in it. Yeah, uh, the main character from Office Space. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 you're Ron right. Livingston? You're right, he plays right. the bad yeah, guy in see, this. there we go. I didn't think that guy did anything except for Office Space. No, he well, he was in Swingers. Oh, yeah, as he was a friend. friend. Yeah, he was John a friend Favreau, in, uh, yeah. in Swingers. Uh, but yeah. uh, he's got an acting career. I wish Michael Bolton had an acting career. That guy was the best part of Office Space. He was the uh, idiocracy with Mike Judd. Judge, yeah, yeah. yeah. He uh, he was in that one. Mike Judd's got a brand new movie coming out, and it looks like it should be called Factory Space. <laughs> it looks like it's office space if it took place in a factory. All right, Fez Watley surprising us all. I think trying to impress us, uh, Dave, <laughs> yeah. by, and going against character by picking uh, a little independent cool film. I thought he would be going big blockbuster, comic book film. I know Batman is playing this week. I was really curious mm-hmm. of what Fez was going to do, and now I understand he is aiming to please. Let me see if I can sit down with the uh, movie snobs and get them to like me. Always a fun little uh, experience. I, and I said I would give this Fez Watley three um, undefended truth bombs. One of the complaints I get is that every time Fez gives an opinion, I make fun of him. So I'm trying to uh, expand his comfort zone and let you take off on three subjects without me saying a word. Uh, time for... First truth bomb. Kate from John and Kate Plus 8 
has gone completely psycho. Let me just say right off the bat, safe subject. Did you just sneak a fart over there? No. I was doing the bomb sound effect to myself. Oh, you look like you just no, felt going better about yourself. But I was only doing it in my head. Uh, now photos are out of Kate spanking one of the sextuplets out in the driveway. So hot, spanking a sextuplet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, complains about uh, the paparazzi are invading our lives. She's stupid enough. I mean, it's bad enough to spank the kid. She's stupid enough to do it out in her driveway. And because the kid was blowing a whistle. Now, that's where she decides this deserves physical punishment, physical pain, smacking a kid around in her driveway. If a guy was uh, honking his horn and that annoyed her, she would not be allowed to walk up there and start smacking the guy, start spanking his ass. Unless it was her kid. And it's uh, and not even she says it's about discipline. No, it's not about discipline. It's about humiliation. Look at the photos. Not only is she spanking the little girl, she's pulling the little girl's dress up, exposing her panties as she's spanking her. Now, at what point does is the spanking more effective because a very thin piece of dress is in between her panties and the hand being spanked? Mm. Hot. Asian, too. Yeah. These are hot bombs. Brett Favre, go away. Stop it. Okay, let me just say this. Your truth bombs yes. are John and Kate and Brett Favre. Why are you the last person on every bandwagon? Now I won't, I won't say anything about your truth bombs. But come on, you beat this to death. The legacy is being destroyed. Now it's what can I squeeze out of the media? What can I squeeze out of the press? The elbow, I mean, if you were if you were that big of a catch anymore, the Jets would have been in the playoffs last year. It's now a point where he's having surgery on the elbow, but yet we keep uh, going for the attention grabber. We keep trying to get in the press. It's ridiculous. You're ruining the legacy that was Brett Favre. Truth bombs. You don't have to watch the entertainment. Or uh, ESPN, Fez Watley's saying the same thing a day later <laughs> on. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> I no longer want to hear about the paparazzi invading your life or anyone talking about personal things in your life. She's accepting an award the other night. And brings up her love life, love life while accepting an award. You know what? You want it. You welcome it. You're a girl, Brett Favre. We no longer need to hear. We no longer will believe when you say that people are too intrusive into your life and that's your own personal business. I'm confused. What did she do wrong? She went to pick up some award and she has always talked about how she just wants a private life. But yet she's the one talking about her private life all the time. She's the one who, while picking up an award, brings up the failures of her love life. Same with Elizabeth Edwards. Now, God bless you, Mrs. John Edwards. You didn't get to be first lady, though. So, what? <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> for what she's going through. I don't have no idea. 
she has cancer. But why wow, you attack a woman with cancer? But again, saying this is a personal thing that I'm dealing with with my husband and my children, my family. So what do we do? We write a book. We put a book out about it. So well, again, don't tell people to respect your privacy if you're not going to respect it yourself. Watley, I gave you three truth bombs, not four. I thought Elizabeth Aniston. Edwards went in with uh, Jennifer Aniston. I think he moved across. Let me just say this. I'll give you a chance to drop your truth bombs. Uh-huh. And you pick on three of the most tattered, old fucking things in the world. <laughs> Instead of bringing us something new, here's my truth bomb. Uh, hey, David. David, Michigan, you're on the Run of Fed show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, first thing is, are those truth bombs or misogyny bombs? Second thing is, Kate was absolutely right to spank her daughter. First, she blows a whistle. What's next? Yeah, bicycle horn. Or uh you <laughs> squeeze a bicycle horn too. Get it now? Yeah, now I do. Hmm. Hey Turtle, what do you got? Hey buddies. Uh Fezzy, would you say little girl's panties again, please? I will say it in the context that I, miss, I said it before. There's no reason for Kate to pull up a girl, little girl's dress and expose her little girl panties Thank to spank her. Don't be dirty, Fez. You don't need that. We're clean. Just telling the truth. Leave the ped material to the L&A show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike in Indiana. Hey, uh... It was a good movie picked by Fez, but I was wondering if he picked it because Macy has a cock shot in it. Uh, even Steven in Idaho. Even Steven. Ronnie B. What can you're we do a for you? Bomb genius. Hey, Fezzy, uh, I think he's getting all huffy and puffy there because when, when he was a little boy, his daddy took him out in the driveway and pulled his dress up, stuck a garden hose up his ass. Well, Fez has been pretty consistent about saying that children shouldn't be spanked. Yeah, I, I don't see where it, um, what it accomplishes to hit a kid. How many kids you got? I got none. Mm. All right. <laughs> then you shouldn't hit kids. <laughs> Bill in Jersey. Bill in Jersey. That was not a Fezzatorio, my friend. That was truth bombs. You did fall into Fezzatorio mode. Uh, Andy Trucker. Hey, buddy. just want to congratulate Fez on another great caddy moment. All right. You know what? He he uses... Um, he, feel, he has a comfort zone. Let's face that. He has a comfort zone. And again, that was a truth bomb, not a caddy moment. It sounds exactly the same, though. Women. I hate women. Problems with women. I wish women would all <laughs> shut up. Uh, I like this story. Uh, the Vermont State Police said, remember when Mia Farrow's brother was found uh, dead in an art gallery? I'm like, what an odd place to die. Killed himself. Killed himself in his art gallery. It seems like a rough place to die. It doesn't seem very private. Well, I don't think it was meant as private. He wanted to die in his own art gallery. 
I think um, why, where he, where he loved to be probably. Probably sounds like he was losing it or whatever. Too a lot of guys will do that. His business is going under. Let me die here. I'd love to like hit the home run uh, in in like Game Seven of the World Series, and as soon as I touch home plate, shoot my head. If if it was like my last year in baseball, you know, just if you're an athlete and you killed yourself on the field when you knew you were going to retire, that'd be the best thing of all time. Really, we'd be talking about the, that's where you love to be. And it's got to be sad when you're that... you tell me John Elway, after winning that Super Bowl, the second Super Bowl, and he knew he was going to retire, just kills himself in the end zone? That, that would have been the, the most beautiful thing of all People time. People would have talked about it forever. Yeah! It would be really fun for me to jump off a building where I had Dave in a headlock. <laughs> I <laughs> no, love that. That's murder, suicide. Mm -hmm. He didn't say anything mm -hmm. about murder. Mm -hmm. No, that would laugh like a... Well, nice if thing. I was going to kill myself, I would love to kill myself someplace that would keep kids talking about it for a long time. Uh, maybe run into a... I don't know, like a nursery school or something. <laughs> Those kids would be telling their stories for another 80 years. Yeah, but... So you want to haunt the people. Well, I would love the thing. And, yeah, and if I yelled out, I'll haunt all of you. <laughs> I guess all suicide would be haunting for the actual observers of it. I was always told by my, my dad, uh, suicide people go straight to heaven. Really? And he always said to me, if you're ever sad, son, kill yourself. Everyone understands. I think he was just <laughs> trying to get me to move out. <laughs> Sounds like it. Uh, that's not what happens. And then if he ever saw me depressed, he goes like this. Remember, we have a gun drawer. And he'd wink at me. <laughs> That's rude. Does he got a suicide that you would love to do? Um, I would probably... Looks like you already committed suicide in that shirt. <laughs> Looks like your guts are all over it. <laughs> this is just a very colorful summer shirt. Unfortunately, it just never feels like summer outside yet. Well, it's got a moo <laughs> Um, I think what I would want to do is d die in the bathtub. Just to avoid, to keep the mess as as much to a minimum as possible. Just really off myself in a bathtub, and then that yeah. way, that way people full? would the bathtub be full. Um, full water or empty? No, I, you know what? I think full. A nice warm bath might be the way to go. Mm. You know, to just as your body's Cal slipping gun? away from whatever you're doing. You're gonna slit your wrist in the bathtub. I'll, I'll, How you going out? I would probably do the pills and booze. Doesn't work. I tried it for so many years. <laughs> I, I had a good one for a while. Yeah. Uh, when I went to school, there's a TV station where we could do live shows. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to just have the camera pointed at the ground, put a live broadcast on, hang myself, and all you see is the stool and feet. Great art. Uh -huh. That's cool. Now that uh, guy in Pennsylvania killed himself on camera, showed up in Faces of Death. Oh, yeah, Bud Dwyer. Yeah. Is it like the state controller or something like that? Yeah, he was getting, what, arraigned or he was going to be arrested? Yeah, he pulled a gun out of a manila envelope. I remember seeing that as a little kid. That was terrible. Was it? Yeah. What's really amazing is that to see the life leave him, like, seconds. Like, he was just gone. It's disturbing. As soon as it happened. Uh, here's Ben in Wyoming. Ben, you're on the Yeah, I want to get uh, thrown in front of a train and then uh, have a bunch of kids found me, like, and stand by me. That should have last. First of all, let me just say this. He belongs to us, you dime store punk. <laughs> we're taking that body back, and we're going to be the heroes. Wayne in Boston, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. I got a uh, Ronnie Fez caller correction. It wasn't Fez the hose and his dad out in the driveway. It was his mother. Everybody knows that. Well, the lie changes every single time. Um, 
Here is Dave in North Carolina. You're on run of Fez. Fez, if you take a bunch of pills in a hot bathtub, aren't you worried about taking a shit and then finding it float around with you? That flat lane is flirting third. It's gonna you're gonna show up in shit soup. That <laughs> find you. That's the mess I'm trying to avoid all over the floors. If it's just in the bathtub, then maybe they can wash it out without too much of a mess. Plus, if it's a bathroom, not everybody's walking in on you. It's gonna be one person that finds you. It's not well, gonna be a big crowd. Tape yourself to the toilet. That way, when you die, you should go shitting out. <laughs> and by the way, don't do the pills and booze. You wake up too easy. Plus, when you're dead, what do you care if someone sees you? I mean, I want the people to see me and talk about me. Who's your pick? Yeah. I'd like a celebrity, maybe Melissa Rivers, to find me. <laughs> Any more questions? What? Any more I, burgers? I definitely would want Joan over Melissa. Because well, Joan's going to be able to tell the story. Joan is a lot better. I, you know, I was trying to value my death with someone who I think I could get. But, you know... Uh, Joan Rivers won't give a if fuck If you look me. at a person like Fez, you're pretty much a control freak in your private life, right, Fez? Right. You think that you would want to control the way that you died. Hmm. You think that suicide would be nice and tidy for you. Yeah, that's why I'm picking the bathtub, so that I'm in one tight container. I'm basically putting myself in a coffin to begin with. Don't wish that on me. I know where you're going with you're wishing that on me. Um, that might not be a bad way. Wouldn't that be really nice, is that you put yourself in a coffin and die? Already in a suit. Yeah. Hair all combed. It'd be comfortable with these new coffins these it, days. <laughs> these, these kids with their newfangled <laughs> coffins, they got it made. In my day, it was a pine box. Oh, there's lots of cushions and stuff. I saw my grandmother's coffin, you know, a few months ago. Boy, she had it easy. Laying all there and then whatnot. I mean, the one thing, at least by a, a suicide bomber, at least they get people to uh, have trading cards about them <laughs> over in the Middle East. They get to bang all those virgins, too. Maybe I'll be the first American suicide bomber to run into Iraq or Iran. Like, what is he... he this guy couldn't be more confused. <laughs> He's over there running into a mosque. You're going the wrong way. You don't even know which way I'm going. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Fez Watley uh, takes the burger defeat today at the hands of Dave McDonald. But noble... Fezzy, how hard you fought back? Yeah, I, I was uh, I was shocked at how fast they went through the first ten burgers. Yeah. I when he said it was frightening because I was on four and he said ten, and I, and I was ready to yell liar. No, I, <laughs> you're not so you still think he's lying. <laughs> Why would he lie? <laughs> to make me look bad, Ron. Doesn't make sense, does it? I ate a bunch of burgers. No, 2020 hindsight, no. Mm. You battled really well, but you came up short. Came up short to the champ. One burger short. Two. One slider. What about a cereal eating contest between you two? <laughs> uh, Fez might have... I, I'll, I'll do it, because yeah. I'm a competitor, as I said, Ronnie. Put me in the competition ring. But I don't eat cereal. Never did. Never, you know. It's not, Fantastic. Not, not my thing. But I I'll, like it. Give, I'll give it a go. I'm not allergic to it or anything. And, well, and I love milk. I love milk. What's your uh, cereal of choice, Fez? I'd like to do Captain Crunch just to watch his mouth bleed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're playing the hardball, my friend. Um, what about King Vitamin? That way both of you <laughs> get the vitamins that you need. King Vitamin!
vitamin is Captain Crunch. There's no difference. Uh, not to me. There's some sort of slight nauseating difference to it. Uh-oh. Now I love this. Blech. This is um, why you both have a disadvantage. I'm down. Um, and not to be way off topic, but uh, in the Christmas, I believe it was like 2002, I gave you a Captain Crunch uh, doll head, Ron. Do you, uh, uh, what'd you do with that? Chucked it out the window, <laughs> like all of your presents and anything from Fez. Right. You gave it to me, stupid. No, I gave... No, I think I gave Ron the Captain Crunch because he was the captain, and you a tricks bunny, uh, a bobblehead doll. Because you're the stupid bunny, <laughs> and I'm the big captain. I just felt like the captain. I'm a silly rabbit. All right. I see. Spent a lot of money on that doll. Um, so, Captain Crunch is the next way, or King Vitamin? I'd love to do a Captain Crunch. I don't even know what it tastes like. I don't. I don't, I don't eat cereal. Yeah. It's a rough cereal. I just ate. <laughs> it's going to stick. It's going to slice. It's going to tear. The only thing I ate was Honey Nut Cheerios because they gave it to me for when I, I stuttered. Now I'm, get, I'm now I'm hearing that they don't make King uh, Vitamin anymore. God, you say anymore all, way too much every time I get these notes. It's always anymore. Well, they're always like this. Here's some ice cream anymore. I'm like, that's not even the way you're supposed to say <laughs> the word. I wouldn't um, mind a Lucky Charms challenge. Then that's one reason not to do it. <laughs> you should say this. I hate Lucky Charms, and you would have backed me right into it. <laughs> Pretzel Rod Challenge, you could do that. Uh, Gary Carter. Now, isn't Gary Carter uh, in that Atlantic League, uh, Dave? Isn't he coaching he, one of those teams? Yeah, he's managing one of uh, a minor league this year. Um, and Gary's awesome. Gary's a weird guy because. He talks smack about Willie Randolph when Willie Randolph was the manager and everything, and people thought it was a very low class thing to do. He's 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 kind of uh, disliked by the rest of the Mets. Uh, of the A16. Long Island Ducks manager. Yeah, there it is. Long Island Ducks, I believe, is that independent team that a lot of like you know um, Armando Benitez and that those type of I players. I definitely would want that kind of a team if I owned. Yeah, because there's a lot of former big leaguers on that. Yeah, and you could do a lot right. of fun stuff with it. Man, I'd like to go back to another one of those minor league games. I had a great time that you night. You should go down to Lakewood Blue Claws. Fantastic. New Jersey team. Maybe during the vacation, I'm going to look. I'm thinking about going up into New England, being nice and cool up there. That's what we were thinking. So really? You want, you want to hitch, hitch a ride? Can we hitch a ride? The two families together? <laughs> we were where, where are you that. going in New England? I, uh, my wife likes Boston, so I thought maybe for a couple of days, go up there. Although I know we might go to AC. You know, I don't know where what we're doing. I love a... Uh, These are all pipe dreams, by the way. <laughs> We're going to sit right where we are in New Jersey. Fez, you back to Florida? I'm going to Florida. How come? Um, just, uh, I haven't been there in a while. I'm going to see my sister. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> it became a character from Fargo all of a sudden. I'm going to see my sister in Florida. <laughs> I've stopped talking like a regular person on the radio. And I'm like a retarded person. I'm getting a thought in my mind and saying it exactly. Uh, Bob in Alabama. Bob in Alabama, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I want you guys to check Fezzy's blood sugar right now after eating all that bread. It's probably higher than the Oreo cookie challenge. Phew. Um, you didn't bring your blood sugar thing today, Fuzz? No, I didn't know we were going to have a Crave case. Well, you never know <laughs> what a Crave case is going to uh, set up. Uh, yeah, you should probably have that thing at all times, I would think, right? I mean, it's monitoring a pretty important vital stat. 
Yeah, I would think that as well. What do you do? Just check it in the morning at night, Fez? Yeah, I check it. Yeah, first thing in the morning and then at night before uh, dinner. Um, I agree 100%. It's, uh, it's a uh, cold, wet... Oh, rainy spring here in uh, on in New York City. June has uh, been. It feels like early spring, and then sometimes at night it feels like it's early November. Yeah, I'll go out for a night cigar, and it's like really refreshing. But I'm like, I feel like it's November, and I live upstate. I feel like I live in Albany. This whole month has had a fall vibe to it, it in has. my opinion. Yeah, I don't want to complain though, because I've mem- I've remembered cool. Um, June's here on the East Coast, and everyone starts to bitch, and then it just pops into 98 degrees in July, and you're fucking dealing and wheeling with that. This is perfect weather for me, personally. This is it. This is my life right here. No sun. I love it. I really feel like if I could get on to the Deadliest Catch, that show, that could be my next uh, adventure. You know, and if they don't want me on... You look like one of those people. You look like a Deadliest Catcher. Good. I'm glad. Maybe that's what the deadly sketch would be, just guys that are having to take on a knuckleball. <laughs> Let's see if that works for you. Uh, Dave McDonald uh, finds himself way at the uh, top of the uh, food chain here, uh, beating Fez Watley once again. Fez, have you ever won a contest on the air? Um, you against another person? No, I think I usually just end up beating myself. His cock. Uh, Davey Mack, what's on your mind today? What's something you, that's got you a thin and Baba Louie? Well, I just was watching uh, one of these entertainment programs, Extra or uh, Access Hollywood, and uh, Whatever Works, the new Woody Allen movie with Larry David coming out, and they they had the premiere, and they were like, yeah, there there they are, Larry David and Woody Allen. They're the same person. And basically their their commentary was, Look at these two guys. They're exactly the same. Their shtick is this, the same. Their, their, Larry David's show, Curb Enthusiasm, is just like Woody Allen's movie. And they were talking about him as if, hey, they're the exact same person. Isn't this going to be exciting? And I was thinking to myself, uh, I don't see them the same at all. Well, here's what they're probably, here's what they're kind of saying. Uh, look at these two old Jews. <laughs> that's, that's what they're saying to me honestly that's the way it felt now I would give them credit I thought that the Seinfeld show really owed a lot of uh, to Woody Allen's New York stuff it was uh, a New York centric show that made sense mm-hmm. even though they shot it in LA the New York type of things that they used to talk about were dead on where if you watch the odd couple and stuff like that. You're like, mm, I don't really think New Yorkers yeah, talk. That could be that Milwaukee. Way. But yeah, right. It could be anywhere. But the Seinfeld show was so dead on New York. They'll use actual street names. They'll use things that New Yorkers get a little obsessed with. So that I would say. But their comedy is completely different. Woody always acts like he's unbelievable in bed. <laughs> and everybody laughs. 
And then Larry acts like he's terrible, and then yeah. and everybody laughs. Uh, in fact, many of their personalities, I feel like, are are polar opposites. Whereas Woody, oftentimes, is um, a bit of a hypochondriac and neurotic about the outside world. I see Larry David as almost overly confident, and that's why the situations he gets into is so hysterical. He gets in other people's business, right? And it's like he's the guy who's always right. Whereas Woody would be like, "I'm the guy who's always wrong. I want to get away from conflict. Right. I'm running." And Larry, and Larry relishes it. Yeah, and Larry is like showing up to get in arguments with people. And, and so my thing was, I, it, I mean, I it's don't, anti-Semitic. I don't, yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if this is too harsh, but it seemed anti-Semitic to me that it's just like, oh, here's a couple old Jews, they're right. exactly alike. But you'll know, sometimes say like, some people go like, well, Eddie Murphy is just like Bill Cosby. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> That's other than that, they're black comedians. You're really. You couldn't be further off from the That's truth. That's not the case. I mean, just because people share the same ethnicity doesn't mean they come from the exact same place. But that's how I uh, I will gauge people. <laughs> like I'll go, he's really funny white guy. <laughs> if I find, if I if I see a white guy getting laughs, I get really fucking happy, and I'm like, yeah, you're doing it, brother. You're doing it for us all. What? All of us that don't have a voice, the white men. <laughs> It does seem like if a black guy is being discovered doing something and they call him the new somebody, that old somebody could only be another black guy. That's the only time, I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the only comparison they'll use. Yeah, when Chappelle just started with season one of his show, it was, uh, every magazine was like the new Richard Pryor, the new... Uh... Right. Chappelle's always Richard Pryor. Yeah. <laughs> that's already Murphy. Oh, I think that's racist. I really do. Although I mean, it's true, though. All racism is true. <laughs> You've heard it here first. That's my own. Well, it's shorthand, That's, I guess. Well, but I mean, in this case, yeah. if you really care about you know the comedic value at all, uh, I got to agree with you, Dave. I mean, it's like saying Bill Burr is just like Louis C.K. because they have red hair. They're exactly the same. <laughs> As a matter of fact, they're not. So many times I'll see Bill yeah. girl, and I'll go like this. Louis C.K. <laughs> what up, Why? buddy? They don't look they don't look alike at all. I didn't know that. Yeah, if you had red hair, you would have understood that. Well, when I did my unmask with Bill Burr, I thought that he was insightful. You didn't. Was, you did an unmask with Louis C.K. Then I have got to go back and change the promos because I've done something horrible. Right. Yeah, it was Louis C.K. Because a lot of times I go like this, Bill Burr. <laughs> let me ask you something. You said that to Louis C.K. When you were unmasking him? Some white red-headed guy. I don't know which one it was. Louis C.K. Look at uh, Louis C.K. He's uh, white uh, with red hair and hates Dave. So it doesn't work that That's way. true. Um, but I think also one of the cool things about what Larry David does did is with Curb is put in Los Angeles. And Woody would never, you know, set up. Well, that's because he lived there. Yeah. I mean, he lived in Los Angeles, and that's his story. So the differences just keep piling up. Watch yourself extra. You're on my shit list. There you have it. You're on the uh, on the big shit list. Fez Watley's picked a movie out for us this weekend. What is it, Fez? The Cooler. The Cooler with William H. Macy. And you can check that out on uh, IFC all this weekend. IFC or, uh, you know, you can Netflix it, hopefully. Did you check to see if it can be Netflixed? I didn't check on that. What we do is check for, because not everybody has IFC. Okay. We always check to make sure you can also do the immediate... Uh, free Netflix uh, with it at the same time. Uh, by the way, I don't know whether I can watch it this weekend, Fez, because it looks like I'm heading out to Avon, Ohio, where Fez and I are the now the official satellite radio show for the Duct Tape Parade. It's Ron and Fez! 
the official satellite radio show of the 6th Annual Avon, Ohio Duct Tape Festival. Pretty exciting stuff, Fezzy. It is very exciting. You want to get out to the 6th Annual Duct Tape Festival early because the first 500 people that attend the festival each day, they're getting free duct tape. Wow. Do you know how much money I've been spending on duct tape, and now I could get it for free? So, and it's But a, the thing about duct tape, mm-hmm. uh, it lasts a lifetime. I still have duct tape that I took off my dad in junior high. It just, I think it actually starts to grow extra duct tape as the years go by. Now watch out. The, the festival's going to start off 4 p.m. tomorrow afternoon, Veterans Memorial Park. Be careful walking around there. Joy unspeakable is going to be there, and that is a human statue that places himself around the uh, fairgrounds and then ends up scaring people. Uh, we're going to b- take a quick break here. When we come back, emails. We get your emails. If you ever need to email us, it's Ron and Fez at AOL.com. Uh, Ron Bankton interview is some good stuff Sunday night, Fez. It's Sunday night, 9 p.m. in the East, and on the virus, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, the interview there on Ron yep. Bennington Interviews. And uh, we've added music and post-production, so that's pretty cool. And also, Little Anthony and Clarence Collins from Little Anthony and the Imperials, all part of Ron Bennington Interviews, Sunday night here on the virus. And added more music there in post-production. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with your emails. If you ever need the emails, it's Ron and Fez at AOL.com. Right back. Who are you? The Antichrist. You got me in a vendetta kind of mood. You tell the angels in heaven you never seen evil so singularly personified as you did in the face of the man who killed you. Show. Our buddy Jesse uh, sitting in with us today. Um, Jesse's done all kinds of stuff for uh, Comedy Central, and you've seen him on the Colbert Show. Uh, he brought us in a box of burgers today. Fez Watley, valiant, valiant attempt to take on East Side Dave. Slow and steady. It brought you close, Fez. You lost by two burgers. Lost by two burgers, but came on strong at the end. Doesn't give me a win, but I was actually impressed with myself that I was just, I was right there at the end, caught up with him. This one could set you up for the cereal bowl. Uh, and we have to figure out, uh, because cereal really comes down to the cereal itself, mm-hmm. as well as milk. Um, so we'll have to w- work out a rating system there for how to work out. Is it the number of bowls? Do they have to be the exact same thing? Because who's to say... Who eats more in a, in a bowl? And I'm, I'm bringing this up because already idiots are fucking uh, writing to me that the thing is rigged. We can just get a measuring cup. It'll take no time to just pour the same amount of both ingredients in the bowl. That every time it goes in, measuring cup. Yeah, two cups of cereal or whatever and a he- cup and a quarter of milk, whatever it is. Yeah. And maybe this time we'll have a little snack for uh, Chris Stanley, who is really <laughs> disappointed he didn't get a burger. Really wanted one of those burgers. Love White Castle. See, he was hoping we'd hit like six and seven each, and that would have ended the competition. I got good news for you, Chris. Fez Wiley's buying you a nice burger after the show today. Oh, thanks, Fez. It's something that's been on his mind. And thank you, Fez. I'm hungry now. <laughs> You're uh, not getting anything. I just had a couple of shits. I'm, I'm ready to go. 
It's the Ron and Fez show. Uh, yes, you do have to fucking uh, finish the milk. Everybody wants everything. They just want to prove that things are rigged. Some people are really uh, just milk obsessed. Hmm? Same with the Oreo competition of what I could, couldn't do with the milk. You're a little food drunk, Fezzy. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. If you ever need the emails, ronandfezzatayol.com. Let's read off some of these electronic mails. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. All right, uh, we'll all sit in for this one. Guy talk. Uh, and this is a question for guys about guys. Uh, dear Ron and Fez, I recently cheated on my wife with a woman who is visiting from Thailand. She tells me today that she is pregnant, but not to worry. She doesn't want to break up my marriage. She also is returning to Thailand this August. Should I feel like I got off easy, or should I listen to my conscience, feel bad, and do something? Well, um, first of all, you have to ask yourself, what would you even be doing uh, before you get in this? Cheating on his wife. Uh, doesn't rap the rascal. Says, you know what feels good? Coming in this Thai chick. So he does. She comes back. I'm pregnant. <laughs> don't worry. I don't want anything. Uh, he said, Dave, you first. Would you tell the wife? No. Keep it quiet. She's going back to Thailand. The only thing that's going to happen is you're going to crush your wife. What about this, though? Uh, maybe he wants to love that little Thai baby. <laughs> uh, then you have to break up with your wife and move to Thailand with your... Thailand woman. Look what they did to David Carradine. They killed him. That's true. Uh, Fez Watley, what does he do? He tells the wife and he takes responsibility for the Thai child. He so should... he gets divorced and he starts raising a Thai child who doesn't even live in this country. That seems a little bit irrational in my yeah. opinion. Uh, Jesse, what about for you? Uh, I think you should do the big love and uh, combine Keep them the both? families. Yep. Sister wives. Sister wives, two houses, same backyard. Two houses, same backyard. I'll say this. I think it's better to go one house. Uh, everybody's just be together. Make it kind of a John and Kate plus eight. So he's going the <laughs> idea of polygamy. Does that work for you, Dave? Sure, if everyone's uh, in agreement. Is everybody's in? It works? In agreement with it. That would be fine with me if the baby's taken care of. It's very, very interesting that polygamy seems to be the common ground that everybody in Guy Club can go to. <laughs> uh, now, let's go to Chris Stanley. Chris, you heard his problems. Thai baby, wife, what's he to do? He's got a gift that this woman's going back to Thailand and doesn't want anything to do with him. Fucking don't tell the wife and live his life fucking happy as fuck. Sometimes people don't understand doing nothing is the most assertive thing that you can do. When yeah. something good happens, what are you doing standing in the way? No one needs to know about this. If my wife cheated on me th this afternoon when I was out. She I did. Okay, how did you know this? Uh, well, let's face it. We're all going to Boston. For, uh, oh my God! We're doing a Boston get together. Yeah. I just wanted to get a trial run in there. Holy Seriously, God. I want to meet up. If we all go to New England, no, not now. I want to meet up. That trip is off. I'm thinking about going to that uh, video game parlor and meeting you there in New Hampshire. <laughs> fun spot. <laughs> yeah, I want to go to fun spot and take you on. And um, I'm going to say asteroids. That will be our game of choice. Asteroids. Now, could the guy do this? Could he not tell his wife? Yes, you're right. And 
but still take care of the kid, you know, send money to Thailand, and just act like it's one of those Sally Struthers 49 cents a month babies. Well, let's face it, it ain't going to cost much more than that. You know, you're going to send 10 bucks over to Thailand, she's going to be happy as shit. I um, wouldn't even do that because of the paper trail. I'm assuming this Thailand chick is going to get an abortion somewhere. And, no, she's not going to. Well, then, you know, the guy should try and talk some sense into her. To, 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 we tried that here. Um, oh, Fez. Fez, let's not personalize everything. Okay. All right, so, main thing, polygamy first, if you can do it. <laughs> Second, don't bother the wife. Mm -mm. Send eight mm -hmm. bucks a month to Thailand. <laughs> I wouldn't even go that far. I say once you're in Thailand, I wash my hands of you. This one says, Ron and Fez, I listen to your show and heard Ronnie say, when the man divorces uh, the wife, he should divorce the kids as well. Uh, I love my kids, but feel more and more distance from them. What should I do? Number one thing, and this is the most important thing when you're a father, don't take some advice from some asshole on the radio. Do what you want <laughs> and feel good about. Don't leave it up to some moron who will never meet you and honestly won't think about you again after that. My point is this. Once you divorce the kids, uh, the wife, you have such an odd relationship with your kids that it really isn't fatherhood anymore. It becomes something like the Big Brother program <laughs> or a nice adult who you see once or twice a month. And let's face it, once the kids get to 14 and 15, they don't want to see you and you're going to feel bad. I didn't want to see my parents at that age, but they didn't take it personally. Right. Now, if my dad was split up from my mom, he might be thinking, well, he doesn't have time for me anymore. No kid should have time for an adult. <laughs> They're the fucking enemy. So, Dave, if you were divorcing your wife tomorrow, what would your relationships be with those two kids? Oh, man, I'd probably take a... You know, I take a plane to Albuquerque and just start over. You know, have nothing to do with the kids. I, they here's the point: they would remind me too. They, they'd bring up too much painful memories of my right. wife, and then you'd have to hear about her all the time. Right? We have a new daddy, and he makes a lot more money than you. And yeah. Big, oh yeah. But he makes mommy cry with his big cock. Oh my and god! And she has trouble walking now. Oh Jesus! She says she's never been so satisfied. How do you know? So about who this? wants to hear all this? I love I Dave's kids. Yeah, they're cute. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Hi, redhead loser. Uh, <laughs> Adorable. Um, no. Well, hold on. Before we do that, John in North Carolina came up with an idea on Thai Baby that we never even thought. By the way, I'm thinking about ordering Thai tonight. Just from this conversation, <laughs> fucking starving. Uh, and I like a little uh, pineapple to show up in my rice. Uh, John, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, I got a perfect solution. Talk the wife into adopting a Thai baby. Um, that might work out with the right women. Now, some women are just like, um, love a baby no matter who baby it belongs to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We love yeah. them babies. This yeah. is, uh, and you know who's like that? Tacy. Uh, and of course, Dr. Steve has his uh, show. And Dr. Steve, and this never comes up, he always goes out and has what he calls outside kids. <laughs> and his wife, Tacy, just loves them all. She's like, this is Steve's. It's a little colored baby. We just love it. Can't live here at the house with us, but we love them so much. Um, so they're able to look beyond what happened, but that's a long shot, don't you think? Yeah, I can't see that. I can't see that happening. Do you think that your chick would love your outside baby? No, she wouldn't. I know she for a fact it's worked out in my world. 
Oh, boy. Yeah. Really? Yeah, my chuckle just sounded like this. Really? And you haven't <laughs> seen him in 16 years? Come on in. Let us know if you need anything. Well, it's generous. Um, but let's... Uh, uh, Fezzi, where are you on some of this? Um, I think that could work. I don't know if it's a possibility to adopt the, the Thai mother as well and just say it's a big sister. Well, again, that was the polygamy. Polygamy will uh, uh, want that. And then the wife gets to raise new baby. And it's fun. And that way the man can just move on and start drinking again. All right, here <laughs> we go. Uh, Fez, you brought up the gay marriage thing and how happy you were about the, um, the, the gay couple who faked themselves to get through. And I, I said, I found it's just going to set gay marriage back, not make it better. You were happy with it. I was happy that they got through the system, even though they tricked the system, because I thought it just portrayed a gay couple as a normal couple that no one pays any more attention to. It doesn't have to be a headline grabber. It could just be another normal couple going through the city system. Um, here's one of the things here. The New York Post put out an article that says that these this gay couple did this to qualify for subsidized housing. They are on welfare, food stamps, and living in a shelter. So it's really, you, mm. you need to figure out who you're backing here, mm -hmm. particularly when you have a cause, because some of these people, because of their own selfish wants, can hurt the cause for uh, everybody else. Um Here's another email, Fez, an electronic mail. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. Uh, this is from uh, The Savage. He says, first off, love the show. I have a question for you. I was reading a Twitter, and the woman said... Uh, how she needed a makeup artist. My question is this. Do you guys like a fully made-up female or a natural female? I like natural, but my wife will insist on being made up. Davey Mac, where are you on a woman? I like the makeup, but let's not go overkill. Let's not look like a member of KISS. Let's just put a little bit of eyeshadow on for Davey. So that's what you want, eyeshadow? I want a little bit of eyeshadow, and if you need some cover-up, you know, on cheeks, chin, and forehead, that's fine with me, too. It sounds like you like a lot of makeup. I take back what I said. I like makeup on a chick. Right. I think it makes them look special. Like it's going out night. Yeah, I mean, you know, they wake up in the morning. Don't get me wrong, they're still beautiful. But when, when we go out tonight, wash your hair and put on makeup. You like a painted whore look. You like it painted up like a, <laughs> like a whore. Let's go over here uh, to Jesse. Jesse, makeup uh, or no makeup? I'm going to say no makeup. Because you're dating guys? No, I'm not oh, okay. dating guys. I got to just clarify this. <laughs> no. Um, I, think, I, I think if you could pull off the no makeup, then that's, mm. that's, that's good. That's the look. Natural woman. Yes. Uh, Chris Stanley. I used to like no makeup, but as I've grown older, I like a lot of makeup, like whorish, like a lot of heavy eyeshadow. I like really like whorish makeup, yeah. The way Dave likes them. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet painted lady. Big earrings and lots of makeup. I like a natural woman. And obviously, the woman has to feel as comfortable as she wants to feel. So, uh, 
let her do whatever she needs to feel good about herself. This was when I was leaving the house today uh, on the Rach Ray show. Big Rach Ray, the double R. <laughs> um, she says uh, that she had a woman on seven hours to get ready to go out. Well, that's, seven fucking hours. That's too much. That's not human. Yeah. That's a job. Most you, you most Americans well, work eight hours a day. They kept showing in the film clip her husband looking at his watch, trying to change the TV, looking back at his watch, <laughs> and then just sticking his head in like, honey. I'd do that after 20 minutes. So I can't even fuck. I'll just, first of all, don't even tell me we're going out <laughs> is the best way because all I got to do is pick my pants up off the floor. <laughs> and you know what? Why don't I just wear this pajama top? <laughs> you know, it's a Saturday. Why not go out for comfort? Um, here is uh, the man who doesn't like women. How do you want him to look, Dave? Um, I would say just no uh, makeup. The only makeup, I would say a little bit of powder to take the shine off. You don't want a greasy-faced woman out there. Just a little powder to take the shine off, and that's really all you need. You don't need a woman looking like the ultimate warrior. Uh, Tom and Madison. Bodies. I like them soap and water, beautiful. You know, very minimal makeup, classic lines, maybe the little beauty mark there, just naturally. Uh, you know, the old joke, why do women wear perfume and makeup because they're ugly and they stink? Well, I don't know, but I just like them soap and water clean. Bridget Bardot, baby. All right. I like the attitude. By the way, this just came in. Shine off. What, fe what century is Fez doing his radio show in? <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard the shine thing either. I know that's that's kind of old-timey grandmother talk. In fact, they, they like shine these days with the glitter and the gloss and all that. Well, you know, if you like a glitter whore, and who doesn't? But if you've been out all night with a titty dancer and you wake up the next morning with the glitter all over you, uh, you feel like this. Oh, fuck it. I'm just going to stay out. There's no sense in going back home now. I'm already... You know what? Let's get me a bindle. I'm going to spend the day here. Uh, here is... Uh, Justin in Maine. Justin, what do you got for us, buddy? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. You're at a bar, and you see a girl, beautiful, doesn't matter. She's not wearing any makeup. You're guaranteed not to get laid. Opposed to the girl that might not be as attractive, but caking, guaranteed to get a blowjob before you can get home. It's an interesting thing. And again, what, what does the makeup signify? Is the makeup saying, I'm not here because I'm representing myself, but I'm representing something uh, to you. And in this place of, look how much makeup I have on, you know I'm ready to have sex. I agree with that. It's a studious point. All right, emails, we get emails. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. All right, here is the question. You have a choice between two things. You can pick any person in the entire world to have sex with and only have sex with them for the rest of your life. You can't jerk off or do anything else. If the only way for you to come is to have sex with that person, if they die, you select another person. Choice two. You're given the ability to watch any person have any time have sex. This does not have to be the same person each time. You could watch a different person have sex each time. Now, you can't join in. You can only watch. You can only have sex, but only with a, with a predetermined five people. 
none of which are very attractive at all. So, no cheap cop-outs. You don't get to pick the five. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, you're getting five la lazy lays. <laughs> it's going to have that for you. But you get the turn-on, I guess, according to this person, of being able to watch anyone in the, in the world have sex. In the meantime, you're having sex with five fucking losers the rest of your life. Uh, Davey Mack, you first. Uh, give I'm watching and watching and banging those five fat, lazy skanks. What do you get from that? Uh, the fact that I can roam the earth watching Angelina Jolie and Gwyneth Paltrow. Or you could have picked Angelina Jolie to I, be your all-time fuck. But that would get boring, probably. I mean, you know, I, I mean, it, it happens, you know. And, and you're giving me this other choice of watching every celeb. I, the entire thing about bored with uh, uh, fucking Angelina Jolie, I think, falls into that, I think I'm growing gay. Uh, <laughs> I think what you're well, saying here is, Ron, little by little, and without <laughs> my choice, I'm becoming more and more gay. Well, no, I mean, what I just meant was that the, the, to the temptation of watching every, every hot chick on the planet. You're not going to fuck them. That's fine. There's like a the hot chick that walks past you on the sidewalk. Boom. I'm going to watch you bang tonight. I right, mean, another the, the, guy. That would be the best. No, it would, it would. I wouldn't go on the computer, watch TV or movies. I would just, every hot chick I saw, I'd say, oh, I'm going to follow you and watch you, you bang. you get no chance at her. I don't care. I could put that in my head while banging these other five idiots. <laughs> then they will be. <laughs> Jesse, your choice. I'm going to go after that. I'm going to go... Uh... I'm a man who will exploit a loophole. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the first one, murder the chick every two years. Pick a new one. Get thrown in jail. All right. Yeah, That's you are still murdering. Okay. I mean, this is five a dream years. world that you're living in. You are fucking it. <laughs> five so, years to still murder. <laughs> so you think at a certain point you're going to agree with Dave, you uh, lose attractiveness for a woman. If you have sex with one person, why would you? how could you not murder them? knowing that, according to their rules, that you would get a new person after they, they mm -hmm. pass. Well, you could also go to jail for the same reason you don't murder people well, today. Well, you'd be thinking about it all the time either way. Uh, Chris Stanley. I'm agreeing with Dave. I'm going to fucking be the sick, weird voyeur and be able to watch whoever wants, whoever I want fuck, and I'll have some you know weirdos to bang later on. All right, so so far, uh, I've got two guys who just are basically voyeurs, the other one who's holding back murderous urges. <laughs> Even though I say you're not in fantasy world. You're killing a real human being and going to real jail. And that's a real person. That, by the way, you're taking away from because you decide you want to fuck someone else. Um, here, um, here is... Um, let's go to Fez first, though. Fez. I would take the one person for the rest of their life. Only because you could pick someone really fantastic, very fabulous, great looking, and then you'd have all the bragging rights in the world, too. You would have, you're the person with that person. With, with the famous, with the famous sex. But they're gonna get old and that's, yeah, that's it. why it's great for you 20 years. You also don't even get but... to jerk off. Yeah, I mean, that would, that's the thing, that's the kicker for me that I can't live with that one thing. Dennis and Hoboken, you're on a fez. 
Hey, what's up, Ron? I think I got to agree with Dave a little bit on this one, only based on something I heard you say in the past, which was, show me a hot girl, and I'll show you a guy who's sick of fucking her. It's the oldest uh, saying. A caveman actually came up with that <laughs> saying. But what it basically means is people aren't satisfied with what they want. Mm -hmm. And that really doesn't have anything even just to do with sex. It's just like when everyone thinks, if I get something, I'll be happy, is not necessarily true. Uh, Mike, and I, I, I'm very surprised that Fez's fucking point was, instead of having a healthy, exciting sex life, his would be, now I get to brag. <laughs> you know, it's a very, very strange thing for me to think of your, more of your personal happiness seems to happen outside of yourself. Hmm. Dave's is watching people have sex. Fez is bragging to others that he's with a beautiful person. But neither one of you has turned on by your own sexual desires. You don't seem to value your own personal sex life. Here is um, here's Mike. Mike, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Um, Dave, didn't you kind of already pick the first option by getting married to Casey and being faithful to her for the rest of your life and yeah. only having sex with her? Well, first uh -huh. of all, Dave That's wasn't right. going to be any with any other women, whether right. he was with Casey or not. That was not his choices. <laughs> that was the universe. Uh, no, I mean... Have you ever even gotten an urge to cheat? No. I'm murder. I haven't gotten an urge to do either. So not even the thought. Um, I mean, when you masturbate online watching other women, you don't consider that an urge to be with another woman? No, because I, it's not realistic at all. And it's like, you know, I'm spanking it. So the and, only thing that's keeping your marriage, your marriage vows, is that no woman comes up to you and says, I want to have sex with you. Even then, I would feel like, uh, if I do this, I'm going to get in trouble. If if not from my wife, maybe God, if there's a God. You know, I... Yeah. There's just too much shit that could go wrong. Here is Sean. Sean, you're running fast. Hey, Ronnie. Before I answer, I have one quick question. If you pick a chick that's bisexual, can she bring another girl in? Absolutely not. You gotta, this is not about cheating. This is about just following the situation that uh, Mike uh, has brought up to us. Let's try to stay as, as, as um, agreeable as we can to this. Uh, Tom, in Brooklyn, you're on the Running Fest show. Hey, guys, listen, if you pick a girl like Jolie, what if she's not a good lay? You know, these fat chicks, they're going to try harder. Well, there is truth to that. Uh, I think everybody, well, other than people I'm talking to here, but I think people listening to me will understand, sometimes you'll meet a beautiful woman, and she just doesn't have that sexual thing. Or perhaps, to give her the break, you're not the one turning that on. Right. Uh, everybody has fucked a cold fish before and been stunned by it and been like, I thought this was going to be unfucking believable. Was not. Yeah. Uh, too and then much there difference. are women uh, that are out there that people don't even think of as sexual because they don't show anyone other than the person that they're with. And that'll shock the fuck out of you. <laughs> that'll knock your goddamn jock off. Um,. Here is Sean. Sean, you're on Run Fez. Yeah, I got a question for you. If you pick the one, do they have to bang you anytime, or is it like a marriage deal and they don't have to? 
no, I don't think you get to have magic sex, but that's the person that you have uh, sex with. Other than that, I guess it's up to you. But yeah, she would be attracted to you. So if you did pick Angelina Jolie, it's not she'd be like turning you down. She'd be into you mm -hmm. in the same way that uh, obviously she would be somebody that she picked on her own. Mm -hmm. Paul in Kentucky. Well, that was sort of my question. If you picked one girl, would she do like anything freaky sex that you wanted? Or, you know, some girl doesn't like to give head or doesn't like anal. Would you just be stuck with one position for the rest of your life? Uh, I don't know what you could do a woman. Maybe you'll turn them off fucking completely. I could not begin to, um, to, to guess there. Again, rather than people giving their opinions, they seem to just be asking more questions. Dave in New York. Hey, guys. First of all, Fez is such a hopeless romantic. It's sick. And of course, <laughs> Thank you. Pick the, or the watching. Who wouldn't love to rub one out to Megan Fox doing it on top of a carpet? It's got to be that. Um, yeah, that's what I think. So you would rather watch Megan Fox then choose Megan Fox. But it's not its not just Megan Fox, because then, as soon as I'm done watching Megan Fox, I'll mosey on over to Miss Demi Moore's house. So you honestly are telling us, right, that you getting Megan Fox would not be enough for you? No, compared to what I could do is watch every hot woman in the world. Right, so, and this is what happens with your sex life and the internet. Instead of going into the other room and being with your own wife, you're looking at fantasy sex online right. and jerking off. Your life is really no different except <laughs> for you would be going to live shows instead of videos. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's exciting. But don't, you don't find this somewhat interesting. Well, that your ability to be turned on by Megan Fox, mm -hmm. uh, you're saying would run out. You need to masturbate looking at other women more than you do having great sex. It may be why you're so god-awful in bed. And I only go by what you tell me. Um, no, what I'm saying is that it's not that I'd be bored. I mean, I take back what I said about being bored. But at the same time, it, the temptation of all these other women is way too much. So but you could, if your chick said to you, I need you to stop the Internet jerking off, it weirds me out. You couldn't know it. Oh God, no! That that's I need to look at the girls. Well, I mean, the chicks go on the period and shit. What are we supposed to do? Fuck them. Uh, now, by the way, your wife has never made it to a period because you keep her so pregnant. Uh, but you were always talking about how bad you are in bed. Have you noticed? Yeah. Judd Apatow is bringing this up every interview now, just talking about what a lame fuck he is, and he can't get a full erection, and he's bad and bad, and it's awful for his wife. Every fucking interview, he seems to bring it up. Why does some? What is it that makes a guy? Is it a masochistic thing to uh, b somehow be proud no, of his bad sexual think, performances? No, I think it's honestly just it's, if I can get that out there, mm -hmm. then no one's going to expect anything from me. You know, if I can say, okay, listen, this is going to be. Rough. But Avatar's already with a woman. He's right. with a you know gorgeous woman. It's his wife. He has nothing but success. Why does he want to bring up the fact that he says he can't get a full erection? That soft erections is his fucking thing. <laughs> I, I don't get the whole comedy I, of constantly putting yourself down. Well, I find it self-indulgent and weird. All right, Fez, let's go back to you. Okay. Uh, you're, and, you know, sexually, let's be honest here. You haven't had a lot of experience. Right. Any. 
And yet, you're one thing, and you're always telling us you're looking for somebody. Mm -hmm. And yet, your thing, as soon as you had whatever you wanted in the world, and rather than enjoy it, the first thing that you brought up is you could use that to brag to other people. Yeah, I mean, that would be a, you know, a nice uh, side effect of it. But I would love having the one person that I'm having the great sex with. But your purpose was to brag to the world. Look at me. I am the one having uh, sex with Skippy from uh, that 80s show. Oh. Family ties. Family Mark, ties uh, me up. Mark Skippy, uh, whatever, Price. Mark Skippy Price. Yeah. Uh, by the way, here's some Twitter updates. Yesterday, uh, I had uh, some bad news. I was talking with Franklin. You know that Earl has a book deal. And um, Franklin said, Earl uh, has writer's block, and he can't write. <laughs> so I said, wait, don't you have to be a writer first before you get writer's yeah. block? Wouldn't this be like saying Fez Watley has diving block <laughs> and isn't diving the way he likes to? I really have it, then. Um, but good news, according to his Twitter, uh, he has broken through uh, the writer's block, and he's on this. Um, he had writer's block on Twitter. This is kind of interesting. On Twitter, he's now commenting more than he's ever commented on a show. Dave on Letterman would be a hoot and a half. A hoot? Yeah. Was he on Hee Haw? Oh, yeah. The creativity's flowing there. Um, thanks to anyone at it about hearing my on my tweets on Ron and Fez. Appreciate it. Uh, writer's block is finally broken. Hopefully can finish this proposal revision and then finally move forward. Poverty is a great motivator. So his writer block... Was not about the book, but the book proposal. Oh no! <laughs> An outline. He's never gonna get a deal. And what's this? Poverty is a great motivator. He sounds like a bad fortune cookie. Well, first of all, his, he had poverty even when he worked with us. <laughs> He's past poverty a long time ago. You know, he hasn't been with us for like five fucking months I now. I know. I thought about that the other day, and that's so. It's sad hard about to that. believe that five months can go by. Mm. Like yeah. that. I was talking to uh, both those guys yesterday. I actually uh, saw Franklin and Earl. I was uh, heading downtown and saw those guys going into a screening, um, some movie screening that they wanted me to go in with, but I had an appointment downtown. And um, I brought up uh, the Dave that you really love, both those guys. And they both hated you <laughs> when they left here. And Franklin said... Um, I really have to relook at that. And he goes, I was too hard on Dave, and I was too hard on myself <laughs> by not being... Oh, God. Not playing the violin, pal. So he, he had problem opening up and letting your love come through. But he thought that you hated him, and you, you, you only think good things about... Uh, I think even... Don't you even have him on your Twitter thing? Isn't Franklin... Yeah. One of the people. And yeah. yet he thought you hated him to death. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I don't know if it's like a white versus black thing, but I think sometimes they thought I was picking on them when it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm just having fun. Right. 
Now, there's a free screening of Franklin's movie, Last Night in Brooklyn. That is going on tonight on Staten Island. The place is Lion's Den Sports Cafe and Grill. Free screening, Last Night in Brooklyn, located at 17 Page Avenue on Staten Island. That is tonight at 8 o'clock. Jeff in Virginia. Hey, I just want to say I'm with, I'm with Dave on this one about the variety. Well, no, you're not getting a variety. You guys are banging... Five bad homely chicks, but yeah, but you're you get getting to see, to see these... beautiful women. That's not variety. The you're going to be so aroused by seeing, I'll say Michelle Pfeiffer bang, that you could fuck a garbage can and it's still going to be great. Well, sex. you will be. But here's my point: you're acting like there's no such thing as quality in your life. You know what I mean? Quality to be, to have, you know, that great sex. And I think the people that normally, uh, who understand that, are the people who got women when they were younger. You know what I mean? That when you don't get a lot of women, and then you get married, you have a tendency to keep, you know, thinking that there's some kind of magic pussy out there, rather than, you know. Yeah. I don't think, no. if I took the second part of the deal where I got to watch people, I don't know if I could be aroused enough to actually sleep with the pig person. The chances of you being, um... They're going to be a bit homely, but they're not going to be pigs. What's the date on that? June 21st. June 21st. This Sunday. uh, This Sunday is two years... Since uh, Casey and Dave got married uh, on the Run of Fez show. That's crazy. Two years. Since, uh, this is where Jesse would be shooting her. Two years. That It seems like yesterday, A. And now I am the head of a household of four. Sounds <laughs> 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 oh, Every time I think about it, I'm one shy of a basketball team. I guess I could always suit up Strummer. So there, Strummer the dog. We ought to have like uh, a little celebration here tomorrow on the show. I mean, here's the weird thing. I mean, obviously, uh, the two families are uh, going away on vacation uh, this year. I'll be taking my family with your family, Dave. Right. Uh, That's the goal. We're staying in a, in a lot better places than you. Oh, uh, I thought you would help us out there. No, we're gonna I don't like to help out. Oh. Uh, but what I would like uh. to do is... Um, have you swing by and wave when you see me in some of these restaurants I'm going to? All right. That's not what the, I had envisioned. I thought we'd all be going out together, go to the same places to eat, mm. you know, maybe catch a Red Sox. I know I'm a Yankees fan, but, you know, I can't pass up a chance to see a game at Fenway. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, there's some beautiful ends that are close to Motel Sixes. <laughs> That's not... I are, are you going to go to a Red Sox game at Fenway? If we go up there, I'm going to try to get a seat. I mean, it's it's sold. Out. It's really hard to get tickets. Well, you go through the brokers. I and what I want to do, find out where you're sitting so yeah. I can wave from my box seats okay. up at you. All right. So this really isn't going to be a, as much as a unified thing as I had envisioned, huh? Still sounds fun. Lobster no. and tuna fish. <laughs> yeah. Well, then there's really no reason. I mean, I thought we would go up together. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, one time maybe... Uh, I, I could drive in, in Ron's I'm car. Fine. And Ron could drive our, our car. Like I'm stuff. flying up, so when I meet you, when you get there in You're two days. You're flying? Yeah. To Boston? Yeah. 
It's like a six-hour drive. No, from New York. How far is it? How long does it take? Three, three and a half at the most. Well, I'll be there in forty-five minutes. <laughs> well, I'm stopping places up that way anyway. Like where? I want to hit some of the other states. Hit some ends. Like when in Pasaki. Well, that's past. I mean, you know. If you are going to Lake Wampasaki, honestly, my wife's father has a cabin on there. That's where we went to find I heard spot. it burned. It's not the what about Bob scenario. Fez. Kim's off sounding that way. <laughs> Do we take it to the limit or need a break? All right, we got a break here. We're going to come back and uh, wrap up this show, and Fez is going to tell us uh, about a death in his family. Oh. No, I'm only kidding. Uh. I just don't have any other teasers. They're all gone. It's the Ron Fez show. When Billy Mitchell walks into an arcade, you know, everything stops. There's electricity around Billy Mitchell. Everybody wants to crowd around him. Everybody wants to see him. You know, everything about him is, is, is perfect. Ron Fez show. Here is um, is Justin. Justin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, guys, I live up in Boston. How you doing? Good, man. I got a I got a chicken wing place for you guys to check out on your drive up. It's like an hour outside of of Boston. It's the only place I ever drove to get something like that before. But what's so great about the, this chicken wing place? Um, it's just the sauce. It's good fried wings. Simple. It's, it's a bar, but no one ever gets anything but wings. Just the perfect sauce. You crave it. The uh, first time I went there, I thought I wasn't going to like really care for it. Now I'm hooked. It's insane. All right. L- l- let me have the name of the place. All right. It's called Wendell's Wings. Wendell's. The bar. It's in Norton, Massachusetts. Right. You take like 95 up, you can swing through Providence Town for Fez, then stop by this place on the way up. It's a little bit out of the way, but it's worth it. Absolutely worth it. All right. Um, you know, I was honestly thinking about staying out of the cities. I had the same thought of Dave that if I do go up that way, who doesn't want to see a Red Sox game? But I was thinking about, if anything, just whipping in and out. Yeah. You get caught up in the city life. I already live in a fucking city. Mm. You know, I want to see some sticks. A different kind of city, though. Yeah, I know. I understand. <clears throat> I think it's Boston. You know, you live in New York. Yes, so. I got it. A hundred percent. All right. You don't have to outdukes me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, By the way, there's nothing I hate more than you and Al Dukes admiring each other on the air. God, <laughs> that bugs me. Um, this uh, came out. It was a list of the <laughs> Forbes uh, top earners, the actors, the uh, A-listers, they called them. Yes. And do you have to make sequels to be a top A-lister in Hollywood, money-wise? Well, yeah, it depends on what you think an A-lister is. I have the feeling... That your version of A-listers off that thing aren't going to be our A-listers. Well, this is, I mean, these are top money earners. Right, but does that make you a great actor? Oh, no, it's not going to make you a great actor. It's uh... Right. So uh, your point of A-lister is going to be, uh, you know, the Tom Cruises and mm. the... Fucking Will Smiths and who else would I be mean, considered? I mean, Nicholas like Cage technically is right. big money and makes big money too. Right. So, what is the the point? Is do you can you be a top money earner without making sequels? Right. That is the See, question. The money always is in the sequels. If like a Johnny Depp was getting thirty million plus for doing those awful pirate movies, <laughs> really? and if you had 
let's say, Tom, 15 Johnny Depp movies to pick, the pirate movies probably wouldn't even be in the top 15. I know. It's He's amazing. done a lot of great stuff that, you know, not as big. It's crazy that he was, when you think about it, he was nominated for the first one. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's well, like... Well, it was an interesting character. You got to give him credit for that. Yeah, but I it mean, was... It's, it's it's the same way as the Joker. Like, hey, in this movie, we expect this to be so lousy, but you've done something with it, you know? So I give him the same thing as the Joker. Yeah, yeah Jesse. I think with the sequels, you, as an actor, you could sometimes come off better if you stay on for maybe the second sequel, but then you ditched it when the, they changed directors or whatever. Uh, give and, me an example. Because, uh, you know, if you look at Harrison Ford, is probably one of the top moneymakers of all yeah. time. Well, let's say the, the guy, if if we want to go the other way with, like, directors, the guy who directed uh, X-Men 1 and 2. Uh, then went and shit the bag with Superman? And then he went and did Superman, but then X-Men 3 was so bad that he still held up high from making a good one and 2. So everybody can like him. Yeah. Our well, Katie Holmes screwed up by leaving the Batman series. Did she leave yeah. or was she pushed out? No, she, she left. left. She left. She left. Stupid. That was the rumor. It was like a Tom Cruise. The, yeah, that Tom Cruise wanted her making the buddy movie with Queen Latifah and Diane Keaton instead of uh, having kissing scenes with Aaron Eckhart and Christian Bale. Well, I gave him credit because that fucking movie she did with them was unbelievable. <laughs> that thing killed me. All right, Fizzy, let's play this out. I'm not sure how it works. Are we on the right track? Yeah, you're totally on the right track. All right. All right, so here is the 20 uh, top uh, earners here. From Forbes magazine. I'll, I'll do it backwards here. Why? Well, I could do it frontwards. Well, what is the game? I don't understand. What Are we supposed to be guessing them, or why are you doing it? Well, I'm just seeing if you can pick out the ones that haven't made a sequel. All right, we'll do it from the top. Okay, Will Smith is number one. I'm going to say hasn't made a sequel. I'll say he... What, he no, he, one he's in. He's in Bad Boys. And I and uh, Men in Black, he he made. Oh a yeah, sequel. so he's made two sequels. He's done sequels. Uh, okay. Johnny Depp is number two. Yeah, we already brought sequel. that Pirate Man. Uh, number three is Leonardo DiCaprio. Never made a sequel. Dies, no. in, the, dies in the movie every time. So. No yeah. sequel. And don't you cry though? Oh, so don't much. you wish you would have stayed alive for Titanic film? <laughs> the, just the rowboat getting back. <laughs> share the share the, the table. Or he could have come back as, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi ghost. I don't think there was enough room on that table, <laughs> to be honest. I don't think that she could have balanced. No he could have probably climbed up on that big ass of hers. Maybe he'll be in Basketball Diaries, too. Wouldn't that? it have been a little more romantic if he would have just, in the cold water, he would have said this to her, can I smell your pussy one more time? <laughs> Let me just smell it, and then I'll fall back into the... Here's the worst thing. She said, hang on, Jack, and then she let him go. Yeah. So Leonardo DiCaprio has never made a sequel. Who? Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was right. <laughs> Number four. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Angelina Jolie. Uh, has she ever made a sequel? By the way, I didn't know that she was a no number four. It's interesting. Highest I, woman. I think she has with Tomb Raider. Or? Um, was, she, was there a Tomb Raider 2? I don't know, but I'm a, that's going to be my guess. I'm going to say no. She'd made the tomb, two Tomb Raider movies. Nice, Dave. I'm hoping for a Hackers 2. By the way, I'm sure <laughs> there is a Hackers 2. That thing was so great. When Crash and Burn, get it? Crash and Burn, you're going to be wearing a dress too. Um, I never saw either Tomb Raider. Neither no ideas what the fuck they were. Number five is Brad Pitt. Definitely. The Oceans movies. Oceans 11. Tom Hanks. 
Tom Hanks, That's Forrest Gump 2. Philadelphia 2. The Revenge. Well, he's acted with the Stop same it. people, but I don't know whether they've been sequels yet. Angels and Demons, the sequel to... Very uh, good call. Uh, and he also voiced three Toy Story movies. Mm. That, oh, that gets included? That uh, George <laughs> Clooney. Oceans. Oceans Eleven. Uh, number eight, Denzel Washington. Never made a sequel. I'll say yes. Denzel Washington never made a sequel. So you're not even trying? You're no, just throwing uh, it out there. I thought he had made one of those detective movies. You know when he's playing like a detective? Uh, I think that you're right. The Devil in the Blue Dress was supposed to be set up that way. and yeah. It wasn't successful. But I fucking love that movie. Yeah. I wish they'd make 50 of it and bring Mouse <laughs> back every time. <laughs> Matt Damon? Of course, he's made yes, sequels. And, and, and actually, born. great one. That and, fucking thing that everybody always acts like I don't like action movies. Yeah. I really think the Bourne movies are good. Hmm. Number 10, they have Jack Nicholson. Well, he's done a yeah. sequel to um, Chinatown, he did two, which two was jakes. awful. Yeah. And then two, uh, the um, Evening Star was the signal to Terms of Endearment. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was Jesus terrible. Christ. He made an appearance in that. And they both were bad mistakes. He shouldn't have done either one. He directed two jakes, too, right? Yeah, two yeah. jakes or two pieces of shit. <laughs> you you choose. Uh, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Oceans. Oceans no. up. Yeah. And see, they don't really count as sequels because they're like little joke pieces like being in a TV show. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Never made a sequel. Uh, Although every character seems like it's a sequel. No, he hasn't. Adam Sandler has never made a sequel. Well, you like follow me along, don't you? Just I went follow me up the last path. time. Just follow me up the path, don't you? Tom Cruise? Yes. Missions. Missions are <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the missions either. I don't like, like them. Like the sunglasses. <laughs> Always will watch the missions on TV. Well, uh, the last one, I like Philip Seymour Hoffman in it. He's, I am going to fucking hurt her. <laughs> you're, I'm going to make you watch. And I am going to hurt her so bad. I thought he was amazing in that. He is good. But and he was right. Why are you spilling fucking shit all over him? For? The first missions I was good. The second one. I disagree. I, I like the first one because I like how the guy John Voight ripped like a, a mask off, like it was a Scooby Doo live action movie. It was terrible. That <laughs> was, was that? awful. J.J. Abrams. All right, I just say something. Was crazy. that who did it? Or I thought he did the second one. J.J. Abrams. He did three. He did three. That's my favorite because I am going to hurt her <laughs> in front of you. Russell Crowe is next on the list. Russell Crowe never did a sequel. Say no. Russell Crowe has never made a sequel. Yes, dude! <laughs> Although a Gladiator sequel is in development. Space! Space! Really? Well, how could that be with them? It's got to be a prequel. Yeah, it's got to be. And they wanted Master and Commander to be a, a franchise. Well, it should have been, because that was really good of young boys being fucking tucked in the bed with older gentlemen. <laughs> Will Ferrell. Will no. Ferrell has... I know he plans on doing Elf sequels. 2. Wasn't there an Elf 2? No, there no. wasn't. No, but there, there's a plan to do Elf 2. <laughs> Get angry. There definitely is. Okay, there's but it, it hasn't done, right, Fez? Well, it's... Elf 2. <laughs> it's not out, Pepper. It's out. <laughs> that was not... My favorite movie... It's not even Christmas time. It's <laughs> <laughs> Easter story. Ah. The Easter one that he's doing. They have uh, Will Ferrell listed as doing sequels appearing in the first two Austin Powers films. Dick, 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 Dick. I don't remember 
of those roles. Dick. Which role? I, what? Where, where was he in the office oh, powers? Oh, oh, I'm burning. Oh, oh my skin is burning. Right. Uh, I'm still alive <laughs> in the sequel. I'm still alive in the sequel. Okay. Dave missed it because he's a dick. <laughs> oh, come on. Dick. Stupid character. Dick. It's the low light of the Austin Powers franchise right there. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, I'm going to say Mamma Mia 2, but I don't think Meryl Streep has ever done a sequel. No. Meryl Streep has never done a sequel. Oh, man, I'm destroying David. That's me. Like That's the nothing. one point for me. Uh, number 18, <laughs> Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Yes. 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 Night at the Museum. What's that? Night at the Museum. museum. Uh, uh, let's Something see. Else. Oh, I missed one. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Yes, well, Fockers. Wait, first we're doing Fockers, Ben yeah. Stiller. So he's done what? Ben Stiller has done uh, Night at the Museum and the Madagascar franchise. And Fockers. Why are you forgetting Fockers? And Meet the Parents. I wasn't done yet. But they're oh. doing the Fockers 3. Meet the Baby Fockers. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I'm a baby Fokker. Why is it terrible? <laughs> you haven't even seen it yet. Because. <laughs> so look who's like... talking to where they made the dogs talk. Get yeah, over here, one. Fokker. <laughs> And why do they got Ben Stiller down so far? That guy's probably more box office than any of these people. Yeah. And Jim Carrey's not on that list? I thought he still was making over hey, 20. Ventura. Ace Ventura 2. Pet Detective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm just... I, they didn't even have... Put down Ace Ventura 2. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, David Tett. I know. I'm saying, why wasn't he on the list? I thought he would be one of the highest grossing actors. The next name on the list was Jim Carrey. Oh. <laughs> Ace Ventura 2. <laughs> And wrapping up the list, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, he's done tons of fucking things yeah. over and over. Dirty, there's five Dirty Harrys. So five out of the top 20 on the Forbes list have not done a sequel. Hey, uh, Dave wow. beat Fez Watley today yes. uh, in the Burger Challenge. Let's do this up. Today's Beanie Cop goes to... Jesse, come on. Dude. Oh, way to go, Jesse. Congratulations. He came out with a suitcase full of burgers. I Crane ate case. them. I ate 16 of them, and they still feel a little bit fucked because of it. Here's the problem. Then you turn around and you lost the sequel uh, contest to mm -hmm. me because you weren't paying attention and you talked over Fez. No uh, sequels for De Niro, Fez? Uh, De Niro had uh, also Meet the Parents. Oh, yeah. Analyze this. everything. And they analyzed this and that. Oh, too bad. You did so well with that. Too bad I already gave out the award. You oh, come got it. on. You would have got it if you would have said that. Second one. You want me to give out a second Please, one? Please. I right. want this award. Today's Beanie Cop goes to... HTJ. Congratulations. She got mentioned in that uh, blog. How are you coming to these decisions, by the way? You know, I've never Psychically. actually... Psychically. So there's no actual scientific process. Yes, there is a scientific thing. I have three girls laying in a pool, and then I roll a wooden ball down there. <laughs> Minority and... Report. Hmm? Minority Report. Is You're... that a sequel? No. Let me check with the girls. You are right, Dave. <laughs> Murder. Murder. <laughs> By the way, while you're laughing, Fez, that and AI were your two favorite movies at one time. <laughs> <laughs> he said both of them were great. I leave the theater in a really good mood sometimes. <laughs> AI was terrible. Uh, Anna in D.C., you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, Ronnie. How are you? Good, darling. Good. Um, so I found out today Ben Morrison is coming to play at Constitution Hall on August 6th, and I think you need to come and go with me. Oh, you invite me? 
I am. And then you could bring Fezzy, and you could do the show from WJFK on Friday. It could be like a reunion or something. It really could be, but that's very nice to invite me to do some Van Morrison and uh, Rough Sex. I love <laughs> the idea of this. Uh... <laughs> Ooh. I don't remember Fine. that other part. Finally, someone appreciating me. You know, uh, on the Twitter, I love uh, Ronnie B. Let's face it, she doesn't Twitter enough. And um, I love Ronnie B, too. Turned on me because I told the childhood story of teaching a frog how to water ski. <laughs> That's a shame. I mean... Let's say Ron is the most amazing interviewer in the whole wide world. Hmm. Thank you, I love Ronnie B. Uh, and uh, what's I love Ronnie B too? Where are they turning? By the way, you can now Twitter with Earl Douglas, and uh, look, just not even paying attention to Ronnie B anymore. I know she turned on me the other day. Ronnie B may not be perfect, but he's as close as you can get. Well, you know what? Maybe this this last memory that a frog had of learning the water ski meant something to him. Jesse, thanks so much for coming in. Mm-hmm. And because I did something uh, when I was eight, doesn't mean I'm still doing it. Uh, Jesse, you're the best, buddy. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for the burgers. Fez Watley, Valiant Offer, you tried your best. Once again, you came up short, but I'm pulling for you with the cereal eating contest. Thank you, Ron. If you don't beat Dave in that, you can't beat him at anything. Because that's what you're known for. Yeah, and I don't eat cereal. I don't, I don't care for it, but I'm going to give it I'm a try. Is. Cereal and pickled eggs. That, yeah, for okay, a yeah, bowl I don't cereal, even eat those either, you gotta eat a pickled egg. I don't even know what they are. <laughs> huh? What's an egg that's pickled? Okay. Um, Chris Stanley, thank you very much. Sorry about the weirdness of every time you lean into a microphone, I believe you. <laughs> I guess I'm off to DC with Anna. She's invited me to Blue City. Have fun. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Van Morrison and Rough Sex. <laughs> Alright, that is it. Tomorrow we'll be back for the Friday festivities. And, uh,. Well, we should talk a little bit about Dave. Two years married uh, on the Ron and Fez show. Here's how far back the, it goes. That was broadcast on XM. XM. I don't remember. That was, that, that was one of the early satellite radio companies. Huh. Oh. Yeah. I'll, I'll Wikipedia that. Anything else you need to plug, Fez? I see you uh, looking at papers. Just if you're in Staten Island tonight, you can check out a free screening of Last Night in Brooklyn. Debuting tonight, Lion's Den Sports Cafe and Grill. That's uh, number 17, Page Avenue on Staten Island. I'd like to get some reviews from that, too. And special delivery live this this Saturday. That's right. At Dr. Nine. Steve live this Saturday night no, at midnight. Midnight to one. Weird Don't medicine. Dr. Steve. Uh, that's the uh, Dubai show. Donk. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV. Satellite